Man, he her sister really his sister really did just take that controversy and ran. <laughs> like I for mean, like a hey, good career. It's pretty <clears throat> It's she really pretty, did uh, just surprising. like exploit the shit out of that. You know? <laughs> I I mean I like, I find it pretty surprising that she's been able to like <laughs> be as far away from that as possible. No, I and I, still I, somewhat have like a a pretty successful career. I like when she has I, a girl's TV show now coming out. Well, right? I mean she has the, the Black, Black Canary, Canary thing, yeah. But yeah. I think oh wait we started recording. Yeah, we started recording a while ago. American Nerds, welcome everybody. No, 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 hang on. I was not ready for that. It's fine. I don't it's know fine. what to say. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's you didn't say anything bad, and even if you did, we'll cut it out. It's fine. Well, did you say anything bad? I didn't say anything bad. I don't think you did say anything bad. No, no, no. Well, where did we start off? Did, uh, did we were talking about uh, how Jesse Smiley's a fucking idiot. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were about to say a completely different word. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were about to say Raul, something else. I'm not a monster. <laughs> I'm not a monster, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a fucking idiot. Like, no, yeah, he's an idiot. And, you were, t- you were saying something about the headline where it's like, oh, Jesse no, yeah. Smollett. Him and one of the assaulters, apparently this was during the trial a couple of days before he was found guilty. Uh, him and one of the assaulters just hu- hung out, smoked some weed for a bit, and then jerked each other off. A gay old time. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Tis the season. Am I right? Uh, uh, man. No, how long ago did funny. that happen? Like two years ago? Right? Feels like it's been two years. Yeah. Feels like forever ago. I didn't even know there was going to be a trial for that this That was so shit. funny. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know it would come back again to rear its head. <laughs> Do you think uh, there's like Jesse Smollett uh, defenders out there like R. Kelly has? Nah, probably. There's probably some he weirdos He didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure there's some weirdos out some there. Some weird like, what was that show he was on? Uh, Empire? He was on Empire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So some weird like Empire like stands. Probably. Didn't they write him out of the show like hilariously? They, they wrote him out of the show when all that shit came out. Like, did, did they kill him off or something? I don't know. I don't watch Empire. Like, do you think I watch <laughs> decent shows? Like, I don't. I don't. I've heard it's Is okay. Is it a decent but show? I've heard it's, I heard okay, it's okay. I just haven't given a fuck. I know, know Terrence Howard ends up in prison. Yeah, doesn't he? I thought he d- did that like every season. Isn't it? Isn't it essentially Succession before Succession became a thing? It's like it, it's, it's music like, succession, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I thought that's what it was. Can that's we? T- all right, okay. You you mentioned the Jeremy Strong like New York uh, profile. I don't know if I did because I didn't. Well, know before when you, we started, the yeah, sh- I didn't know you pressed record. It's told fine. Me. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned you mentioned that, and like for some reason, there's just been like uh, a bunch of celebrities coming out to defend him because he's a method actor or something like that. It was people weird. are acting like he got shot. It, it was and it weird. was it was pretty funny. Like yeah, no, it was just weird because I didn't know what the context was. I didn't know there was a New Yorker profile, New Yorker profile on him that like painted him as a really serious actor and like Adam McKay is like he takes his stuff super seriously. Like it's not a comedy, it's Hamlet, and it's like I don't, I don't trust anything Adam McKay says. Yeah, first but. of all, that that's the first thing I say. And then the, and and the second thing is like oh, I don't see anything. I haven't even read the whole article, but I'm just like skimming through a couple paragraphs. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's nothing weird about it. He's just an actor. The one, but like thing, everybody's uh, coming out to defend him as if he was under a fucking horrible allegation or some shit like that. The I, one thing that uh, uh, I wanted to mention. Uh, By the way, I like your comb. I need to get one. For thanks. My mustache. It's the mustache. Yeah, yeah. I, mustache need, I need to get a mustache. Comb. Yeah, I've had a mustache for the last few weeks. I like it. No, yeah, I told you it's good. Yeah, 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 I told you it, it's honestly keep that thicker than the rest of your beard. I think yeah, be I have like the I have the Disney Pixar dad look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like the Nick Mullen. Yeah, <laughs> the Nick Mullen. Yeah. yeah. No, what I was gonna say, um, as good as Succession is, and I need to like con- catch up and like finish it. For some reason, that show spawned the weirdest fucking fan base ever. You want to know what it is? It's, it's like after- it's the same. No, it's the same fan base that used to obsess over shit like. 
um, like uh, the Secret Life of the American Teenager or like uh, or like uh, Pretty Little Lies. Yeah, it's I, that same kind of fan base for an HBO like drama, drama about yeah. family. Yeah, I I honestly I see it just as like Marvel stands. Honestly, because after every fucking new episode comes out, there's every always like Sunday, fan cams. There's always no, people yeah, over, fan like, cams. The but reactions. Like, I'm always seeing a bunch of random Parker praise. I don't know their fucking names. Kendall praise on Kendall's my timeline, them, yeah. and I'm like. Like, is it even that deep? I just think it's people having a conversation. No. I assume it's just a lot of people having it's a great show. conversation. It really is a great show. Yeah, and it just, apparently I just it just gets like, better after Adam McKay, which is hilarious. I just I, I just feel like the fandom is reaching, at least from an outsider looking in, it looks like it's reaching Rick and Morty levels where it's like, this is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, it's weird. It's yeah. weird. And it's not the kind of show that w- that you expect to have that kind of fandom. Yeah. You know? it's, like a, it's a spicy show. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's, you know, obviously, it, I guess it's like... It almost feels like Mad Men in, like, the drama and, like, kind of, like, the weird, like, I guess, tension with a lot of the characters a lot of the times. And I guess that's maybe what appeals to that demographic. I don't know. But it's so fucking funny whenever, like, you see, like, I guess the Jeremy Strong hate tweets or whatever the fuck. And you just see, like, all the uh, fan cams and uh, stands responding to those. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't hear you. Was too busy. Uh... Uh, shaving or something. Too bitchy watching Succession. Uh, it's like a it's like a fan cam video of him like shaving uh. or like just doing some shit like sitting down for an interview. Yeah, people like, are mentally ill. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking yeah. crazy people on the. You know, it reminds me of like the. This is a completely different topic. By the way, hello again, episode ninety three. I'm Raul. This is Victor. We kind of introduced ourselves. Did we? We said American nerds. Oh so. yeah, true. But I just I, we didn't get our names. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, December twelfth. I'm Victor. That's Raul. Yeah, December twelfth yeah. in about a f- fucking we're gonna in ten days. Yeah, we're gonna watch fucking Matrix. That's oh, it's awesome. in ten days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's right. The 12th. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, then um, Spider Man comes out right before that. Yeah, I don't know what time I'm gonna watch Spider Man. Uh, I'm I'm it. I'm gonna do a Twitter faces to no faces Twitter spaces reaction mm-hmm. to it. Probably a little after Saturday after before I go to your party mm-hmm. uh, to the Sopranos party, and you know probably just ran and talk shit about how much I liked or disliked the movie. You know, <laughs> I'm already going in thinking I'm not going to like it. Um, so no way home. See. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Dude, I was with a friend of mine the other day and I straight up ran into that same problem, calling it far from home. Again. I was about to call it far from home. Dude, right like yeah. three fucking times. And I, yeah. I, I felt like I was having an aneurysm. It was awful. Yeah. And you can't say like Spider-Man three either because there's, yeah, already, yeah. You, know. you mean that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the other problem. Oh, uh, speaking of, um, my bad. I was going to say, uh, speaking of mental illness, do you see those fucking Instagram <laughs> space squares that's been going on? I'm the other sorry, day? the way you like you you stumbled on your words in the mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, mental illness. Yes. Yeah. No, like the really weird and creepy like re- repost. If you're against sexual assault, I can see this in all caps and in parentheses. I've been seeing a couple of those things on my timeline. It's so fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, it, like. Imagine, like, being so about yourself that you decide to post that on your public story unironically. Yeah. Imagine, like, imagine absolutely not caring at all about the topic so much that you decide to uh, post it like it's a, uh, like a fucking badge on your Instagram. Yeah. If you repost, I'm sorry, if you repost that shit, I hope you get offended. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I, I don't have respect for people who do that shit. It, That's it- so, like... You're you're trying to bleed. You're trying to show people so 
You're trying so hard to sh- to make yourself seem like fucking Superman. Yeah. As if you're like actually doing something, reposting that shit, but exploiting. Just, that's just so uncomfortable know. for other people to do. If you're putting it in all caps, like I can see this, you better repost it. It's like, of course, people. Yeah. Of course, simple mind, not simple minded people, like minded <laughs> people think that this shit is bad. Wow, hot take. Don't like, fucking put. Don't put. Don't fucking put people like on a. On a spotlight. Imagine how triggering that you is. Know? Imagine yeah. how triggering that is. No, like, that must be super uncomfortable. Yeah, no. Like, what? It, it was so wholesome a couple weeks ago when it was like, oh, share your first baby picture. Share your first <laughs> picture with your significant <laughs> other and shit. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's just like, if you're against rape, share it now. If you <laughs> if you don't repost this, I will literally find I you. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even. It's not even anything else. It's just that in all caps in a little space. I will fucking, fucking kill, kill you. you. Two point five have shared this. Oh thing. no! Yeah, no, it's really stupid. Yeah, it's, it's bad. insane. Yeah, yeah. Don't repost same, that. It's the yeah. same with the two guys on a bus meme, where like it started off as like, oh, hates clowns. The other one that's happy, clussy, and now it just becomes like a fucking platform to talk about Marxist ideals and shit. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. All no. those mean all those mean those people are go great at route. parties. Yeah. What? Those yeah. people must be great at parties. Yeah, no. Making <laughs> so fun of them is even fun, is even better. It's yeah. so funny. Um yeah. and no, no, there's and nobody actually, can attack us. No, there's actually really wholesome ones of the of the beach ones. I mean not the beach, sorry, the, the bus the, the two bus guys memes. on the bus. Yeah, yeah like there's one okay, because they yeah, like the, the meme is you know, it's a bus, two guys sad on either guy, end. Yeah, yeah. The sad guy is looking at like a mountain because there's only rocks and the happy guy is looking at like the rest of the world. It's a perspective meme about depression or whatever my, my favorite is the is the one about the play-doh um, of uh the allegory of the cave oh yes yes yeah that was funny yeah, that was good <laughs> the guy just holding little st- uh the stick figure i i love philosopher meme pages on they're the so on the funny show. but I was, I was gonna say like the, the wholesome one that's like uh it's like uh the sad guy is no longer at his seat he's actually sitting next to the happy guy and the happy guy showing him the rest of the world and he's like crying but he's smiling and it's like oh that's, that's, nice. that's cute that's, that's nice cute. And then you get really depressing ones. Like, no, my favorite one. It's like berserk, fa- berserk fans, and then berserk <laughs> Sa- fans. No, 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 berserk fans. Like, it's just depression rocks, and then never heard of berserk in your life, and it's just sad. It's happiness. happiness. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And then there's the one I I put on her on her Twitter, which is like listen oh, to American nerds. Yeah, yeah, listen to American nerds. Sad. Listen to American nerds. Happy. Sad. <laughs> yeah, happy. Yeah. They're both. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's. I guess we'll just actually start our jobs. Yeah, let's actually the <laughs> jobs. That's a very strong word, role. I, okay, let's let's finish our, our tasks. Our no, our hobbies. Uh, yeah, that no, we are honestly. pushing to that that we are pushing our actual real life responsibilities to the side to or in order to do this. <laughs> okay, yours. Yeah, okay. I'm stressed. I got deadlines tomorrow, and I also work tomorrow. And literally tonight's the only night I actually do my shit. And oh my god, let's get this over. You're the one who told me to come in today. Yeah, That's I mean, why. like there's no other day. No, it's either that or we we, we postpone again. Oh, so, yeah. No, but, I mean, I was I was free tomorrow. I was gonna i was planning to like I work do it tomorrow. tomorrow i didn't know you're working tomorrow yeah, that's yeah. Why. yeah. I got another gig yeah no i um thankfully i got a update from two potential things you know i'm not gonna talk about it too much but you know like i'm in the process of like it, it's one of those weird things we'll get to the we should stop it there no 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 <laughs> i know but it's like it, i'm in the process of like completely starting as complete like an entirely different work life balance while also quitting the current work life balance that I'm in right now. That's been me the last two months. It's uh, yeah, but I'm I'm in the forefront of it right now where it's like, oh, it's peak holiday season where, you know, in my other job everything's super fucking busy. And like, at the same right time now? I'm like like itching for the day after Christmas so I could just put in my two weeks Fuck or just you. fucking quit <laughs> altogether and start the other uh job Dang, that I yeah, that, that yeah. I that I just got hired for. So Yeah, no, yeah. I it's, guess it's just it's completely different ones because once all remote 
And it's like, oh, okay. I thankfully gas out of the fucking issue, you know, now, but also like, like my whole life is going to be like changing in a matter of weeks. It's one of those weird adjustment periods where it's like, do I really have time for anything? You know? That's kind of like <laughs> been settling with me, especially now with December, considering how like December is a pretty month, especially for like, you know, gig film work and stuff like that. Like yeah. uh, lately, I've been just getting so much gig work in terms of, you know, like working in productions, PA work and stuff like that. And like, you know, they pays pretty good. And I'm like, I guess I'm like, I'm kind of in the same boat as you where like things are moving really fast in a way they haven't been moving before. No, and you have the added pressure of like, oh, you're still in school. You're still finishing up yeah, like, class I'm sti- and shit. And it's crazy because like, yeah, I'm still in school, but like I'm in my career. Like uh-huh. I, I made the realization literally a few days ago that I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually like in my career. I, like, this I'm, is I'm in it. We're in it. I, like, I'm in the process of like, Go doing that already full time, and it's just fucking weird. Because you're at, like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm already like through the, I'm already through the door. You're about to enter it. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's weird because like I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where it's like, like how exactly do I leave the other shit behind, you know, as fast as possible so I can get into this stuff sooner, you know? Yeah, but man. just you know, it's easier. It like it's literally the process of weeks, but it feels like it's like hours. You know? No, yeah, and like my, I guess my whole, th- well, like I guess like you know. Before, you know, we start the rest of the show, yeah. I guess like short term, like, you know, right now, short term girls goals is obviously, you know, finish off school and, st- and stuff like that. And like continue to get more work in like, you know, PA work and such, like yeah. hopefully try and like get more out of state work and, and, and things like that. You know, luckily, I've been able to make a lot of connections these last uh, few weeks and days that, you know, I haven't been before. And hopefully, you know, like things Hopefully things continue this way leading into 2022 yeah. and like hopefully I guess there's a clear path for I guess my future and also yours obviously. No, yeah, I, you know, cuz it goes hand in hand. Yeah, it goes hand in hand yeah. regardless. No, but I, like I, yeah. It, it's one of those things where like dog, uh, I got I have been getting offers from like like no, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Like it, it's it's one of those things where like everybody's saying, "Oh, jobs are going to be on the rise immediately," right? And then you're slowly starting to believe that, and then you're in it. It's happening, and at the same time, it's, it's not like, processing. Yeah, no, I, like I'm slowly processing it. That's yeah. what it is. It's not that I'm pro- not processing it. I'm like, I'm I'm realizing that while at the same time being like, what the fuck am I doing in this other place? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah. feel like you're just wasting your time if you're not doing like oh, already yeah. what you're doing. For yeah. sure. I mean, that's kind of how I felt with the majority of the. That's that's kind of how how I've been feeling the majority of the year. I guess like the venting session of the podcast, like (laughs) yeah, for the majority of the year, I kind of just felt like I've been wasting a lot of time in terms of like where I want to go with my career and such. Yeah, and like you know, look, like I'm very happy and satisfied with the things that's happened the last few weeks. Again, it's been weeks that that, that's how fast a lot of this has been going. You know, it's you know, it's a nice thing though, Hmm. and like I know, I know we don't feel it. But I definitely kind of half feel it, if that makes any sense, when people mm-hmm. tell me or us at times. The good thing is we're realizing this now. We're 22. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's our age reveal. We're 22. I mean, we've been so we're not. For a while, yeah. yeah, I know. We I started know. this podcast when we were like, what, 19? Yeah, we were babies. Yeah, babies. Yeah. Baby, little baby boys. We're little baby boys. Yeah. Um, we're 20, something like that. Yeah, we're in our 20s now. But like, we're in our early 20s, you yeah. know? It's not like we have kids. Super early 20s. Yeah, thank God we don't have kids. Thank God. Yeah. 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 all right Uh, Uh, okay i mean no but like like regardless no like like being like dead serious like Like, it's it's good that we're we're figuring the shit out we're in a transitionary point in like our lives and like 
it's kind of it's gonna be weird kind of going back and listening to the podcast years on and just like because we basically have been documenting like our lives for the last three to four years yeah and like this specific aspect of our lives you know the entertainment side where you know where we want our lives to To be lead to to lead into to be and like you know I guess kind of like realizing that you know things are happening is it, it's weird and it's scary you know like in a huge way and like like who knows what the fuck the show is gonna be like a year or two from now yeah who yeah. who knows what the show is gonna be like who knows what we're gonna be doing who knows like you know just like what the output of like just both of ours not just the show but just creatively what we're gonna end up doing yeah. you know it's a lot it's a lot to think about and you know the sky is the limit the sky really is the limit and. You know, it's yeah. You know, it and like okay, I guess like nuts to our own horns, but like goddamn man, like it really like, you know, I guess it it makes me happy that like I guess like we have a dream. Oh yeah. You know. No, I mean I, because I kind of like should be the standard. I feel that's you know that's look that's I guess growing up I guess with like you know us reading comics and manga and all this shit. We were fell in love with the hero's journey of the character wanting to be Hokage, King of Pirates, you know, shit yeah. like that. Having that one goal that they just, no matter what, they're, you know, they're just always gonna going to go after that. And, like, you kind of, like, assume growing up that everybody has that. And, like, you know, we both have kept to it up until this point, like, what we want to do with our lives. We have we have our Hokage dreams, you know. We, yeah. And, you know, it, growing up, you kind of realize that not everybody has that. And, like, it, I, I mean, it, it, it's special that, that you know, it, I, I'm gra- forever grateful. And, and, yeah. And, you know, I find it special that we do have that. And, you know, we are on our own, you know, journey to find the One Piece kind of thing. Yeah. No, I, I, and the other thing is just, like, obviously it's, it's through us working hard and, you know, yeah. putting ourselves out there. But a lot of that also, at least, you know, for me at least, it, it, it's definitely have been – I've always seen it as, like, a stroke of, like, luck. As well, yeah, hundred you know, percent. Because not a lot of people are also lucky that way. Yeah, you know, not a lot of people. And like you know, and, and you know, like uh, like, <laughs> I guess like you know, there's the people that say you know, there's no such thing as luck. It's determination meets like you know, whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, kinda. But like, kinda, I kind of disagree. Not true. No, I, but like, yeah, you know, kind of, it's kind of bullshit. It, like, it, like things it just, just happen so, for people sometimes. Things, are, things really do pop up out of chance. Like, you know? yeah, and, and there, there, there's no rhyme or reason for it. Things. The universe just kind of works that way. Yeah. And a lot of, and, and it, it, it sucks that it, it does yeah. because it's just chaotic. That's what the universe is. But like, you know, you, I guess you just got to ride the waves as they come. Yeah. That type of deal. Um, one thing, one more Man, thing this, I was going to mention. This is not what I expected. Yeah. Not at all. Open on today. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> I thought the, we were gonna talk about like the kombucha girl or something like uh, that. Yeah, shout out to kombucha girl. I don't shout know out to kombucha girl. If she's listening, uh, you're awesome. Yeah, um, you are cool. Um, that's a reference only five people will understand. Literally. Two of them host this show. There's one more thing I'm gonna mention. Best- oh, and I guess I guess you know you know we're not. I guess you we, you can agree with me. We're both not at points where we're satisfied. We're not satisfied oh, no, at all. Yeah, where we're at, but like you know, and we still need so much. We need to grow. We're There's so young. So, we're so yeah. young, and like we're so not perfect in the. We're never gonna be perfect in like trying to tell stories, but we're so un. I guess. What's the term? The Unpracticed di- in like our storytelling abilities. We don't really know what we can do yet. Yeah, and like that's something I guess leading into the new year that. I guess I want to push more than ever. I definitely want to. Because if it's not now, out. it's going to be never. Yeah, I definitely want to, like, I guess we're doing res- resolutions. Like, um, one of one of my goals, at least, is to try to branch out and work on more solo projects. That's yeah, really, that really is the goal I'm going to strive for. Me for too. My, like, for this coming year. Because that, that's nice. something that, like, I've, like, I've, I, I've been trying for the last few years. It's failed each time. 
and I feel yeah, and just I just gotta keep trying. And like, yeah, and I obviously that like you know considering this is like my career and what I want to do, that's obviously disheartening because you know it's you know like seeing like having a vision and it not coming into fruition, it's it's heartbreaking. You know, you spend so much of your energy and just time into what you want to do doesn't doesn't pan out. But like, but I think it just at least you gotta the, yeah. But like with you the gotta work that we. Mm-hmm. I guess you got to apply like your just your life philosophy to it. It's like it's not going to happen because people let it happen. You got to make it happen. You got to make and it happen but at the same time, especially for the profession that we work in or, you know, and to tie it in with one of the sh- uh, things that popped up this week with like <laughs> Bebop being canceled. Like some things just don't turn out the, s- the way that you expect them to. You know, some things are just some things are somewhat in a way like built to fail or made to fail and the good thing that you could do from that, the best thing, and really the the only thing you could do from shit like that is from to learn from that, you know, because that's really that's the nature of the beast when it comes to like what we want to do, you know. Some things are just not gonna pan out the way that we expect them to. Regardless, yeah. you know, regardless, there's always a way to 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 I guess never give up on your dream. Yeah, is what we're saying. Yeah, you know, literally, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. big biggest thing, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bitter fuck. Like like I'm a piece of shit. Like <laughs> I a I'm a shit. hater. Stop like I, I am like 100. percent But like in the end of the day, God, I'm you never... watch one Nightcrawler <laughs> meme and you just fucking like sink. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's me referring. That's me referring to my 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 the the fact that I'm a sociopath. That, oh, that's, okay. that's different. Oh, you mean a podcaster? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, like in reality, like you know it's it's important to have dreams and it's important to like go for those dreams of course you yeah. know because at the end of the day like you know you only live once yeah you, you only know? live once as, as known criminal drake once said <laughs> you only got one shot as a legend as a lo- oh sorry alleged criminal alleged alleged villain alleged future villain <laughs> of 2022 all right let's start with the show yeah, yeah so we got trailers yeah. Um, okay. What do we do for? Yeah. Like you know what? Let's talk Matrix. Cause fuck, I'm so excited for Matrix. Yeah. We got another Matrix trailer. Um, it is basically a lot of what we got in the last trailer, but it really hints at which, like, which is like, the, what's it, what's happening and like what's been going on, I guess, in between these films. Because this, like you mentioned, like you know, before we started recording, like this seems to be some kind of weird, like rebuild films kind of thing you're getting a last jedi vibe it, watching it, this it feels very similar to the first movie while it's definitely a sequel but not in that weird artificial like distasteful legacy sequel feel that you've seen from like ghostbusters and star wars you know yeah at least that's what i want to say because that's what i hope to feel yeah. because this is the matrix and it's a really interesting and thought-provoking progressive franchise that i hope is actually that and not just a rethread of fucking Matrix 1 like this for, is you know making money this leans more towards I guess the first like like the first few Eva rebuild films than it does like a Force Awakens where it's just like a retread of like the same plot you know points without any real self-awareness of what they're doing at least that's like, what we know right now yeah like, yeah even then you said like yeah it's very similar to the first trailer both of these are still pretty fucking vague at what exactly yeah. is going on. Like, with there's this. like, you know, there's like, like, I guess the foreground, present action scene, like, a- action sequences happening. You know, you got the story where Neo is, I guess, rediscovering his memories while simultaneously projecting scenes from the first film in extremely important, what it seems, plot points. And we got a lot. We did get as vague as, like, this trailer has been. We did get a lot of information. I guess considering, you know, what's happening with Trinity. Or you Na- know, Na- uh, Naomi. Yeah, Naomi. Or, like, you know, what's going on with the villain and, you know, the implications of that. And, you know, resur- like, I, 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 I told Raul this before uh, 
before the show, like before you know we started recording, that like I never in my life, you know, would think that I would be watching The Matrix Four on my birthday. Yeah, that weird that, feeling. That's such a that's such a strange feeling. The fact that I am now. You know, I will be 23 years old watching the fourth installment of a franchise that thought was long dead yeah. decades ago. It's I, I'm it's we it's like weird like third third like third person third like, eye growing. Shit. Yeah, because yeah. it's like damn, like it's all led to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it wasn't this, it was supposed to be fucking. Wasn't this supposed to be Black Adam? Wasn't that the movie that was supposed to open on your birthday? Either okay. this year or last year? Oh fuck! Should we mention that thing? No, nah, maybe a little closer. Okay, maybe a little closer. I guess. Yeah, we yeah. we we have a scoop. I have a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right, motherfucker. <laughs> well, you were able. You you you, I got a, you have yeah. a source. Yes, yeah, you have a source. And I I will give fucking credit. Okay. No, and no, like and like this is as as reliable of a source you can ever get. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I think so. we should. I think we should wait a little bit until we'll save it. we we'll find save some it. more stuff. But yeah, exciting thing is coming in the DC. Oh yeah. Either way, regardless. Um, this looks so much fucking. It looks funny. so good. No, it looks I'm, great. I'm really hopeful. I know that we're. I'm having the strongest feeling that we're going to get some sort of like last Jedi swerve with this movie. But I am really hopeful that this is actually just like a Trinity movie than it is more so a Neo movie. Cause that's what this trailer is kind of giving off. And I actually really like that a lot. I just like, just like the line delivery and just like the way this trailer the is framing it. Of it. Yeah. Just the way this trailer is framing it to be more so about Trinity coming back than it is Neo coming back. And like what, I've I've seen Carrie Ann Moss and I've seen some interviews that uh, her and Keanu have given to the press and they've Talk described this. NFTs. Yeah, no, that that response is so funny. Like that's such a tired laugh he gives. Like he's so sick of that shit. Hmm. But um, they've been describing this movie as more of a romance movie, which I am really hopeful in. The, like I, I figured because it's Trinity and Neo, but like yeah. I'm really hopeful it's more in the lines of like, you know, trying to get Trinity back, trying yeah. to like. Have this be more about Trinity, which would be really interesting and be a nice change for this franchise. I don't know. I, you know, they could do a lot with these movies, whatever this ends up being, whether this spawns a new trilogy or whether this ends up just being its own thing. Uh, I think it's, um, we can mention this really quick. The whole, did you, I guess you didn't experience the whole VR thing for the Matrix? I, I did actually. You I saw, played okay. it on my P, uh, brother's PS5. I, d- does he have the VR headset? No, it's not a VR experience. Oh. No, it's an Unreal 5 uh, engine okay. demo where, like, you just you kind of just shoot around at first. It's a, it's a quick-time event thing like where you scenes shoot from, around. Doesn't it show scenes from the – well, not scenes, but, like, basically kind of recreations. It recreates some scenes from the Matrix, and then the, the main – like an open-world element to it. Yeah, the main thing – that's right after the demo. The main thing is, uh, like, you essentially rep- recreating another car scene, uh, car chase sequence a la, like, rev- uh, Revolution. No. Reloaded. Yeah. That's it. I always mix those up. A la Reloaded, where you're just, like, taking down some agents, driving cars and stuff. And then after that presentation ends, you just have, like, a open-world free-roaming thing where you can kind of fly and look around all the assets and see what Unreal 5 looks like, mm-hmm. you know, in a Matrix world. It's, it's, it's essentially just a glorified tech demo. The fact that we haven't gotten, like, a Matrix video game, a proper, like, modern one. In a while? Yeah. yeah. It's been weird. I mean, shit. The, Cause Matrix, like, it, the Matrix Online is technically canon. And like <laughs> Path and Neo, I always heard were good games. I think I played that one. Was it on the PS One? Yeah, no, PS Two. Mm. Yeah, it was like. Wasn't there a Matrix game on the PS One? I don't know. I feel like there was. Pro- there co- probably was. Probably. I have I no know. idea. Regardless, like something like the Matrix would fit 
too perfectly in like a video game setting. You get the right studio behind it. Like yeah. you can make some pretty crazy open world thing <laughs> with the Matrix. I'm just I'm really excited to see like some crazy open world thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just I I'm really excited to see how progressive this movie can be because I I I just want to see like what a fucking big blockbuster directed by a trans woman would be. You know, like, what is that looking like in 2021? It's always been. Know? I mean, like, yeah, and even, like, it's always been. No, I mean, the Matrix movies have always been, yeah, like, a exactly. trans allegory. But, like, now. Now in now this with, time period. Yeah, now yeah. in this time period, like, how many years removed from tw- uh, revol- revolutions? Tw- 20 years? Um, what, what, yeah, 2003 or some shit like that? Fuck, for real? Almost 20 years. Uh, the Matrix came out in, what, 99? 99, then Reloaded came out 2002? And then. 2003 was Resurre- Revolutions? I don't know, fucking know. I don't know. Something like almost 20 years. Yeah. You know, almost 20 years removed from that franchise. What exactly, you know, does Lana have to say? And yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. And it's also fucking written by the guy who wrote Cloud Atlas, mm-hmm. the book. So it's, it's going to be weird. I'm excited. <sighs> Let's move on. Yeah. So another really cool looking weird movie that, honestly, the more exciting Spider-Man movie in my opinion. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Got a it's one of those, trailer. It's one of those things where like I'm endlessly excited for it because it is a sequel, but like I'm also like not 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 find it boring, but I just know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So I don't really put that much mental power into this, you know? Yeah. Like kind of, you know, I yeah, as much as we both agree like this is probably going to be better than the other Spider-Verse film we're going to get pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I guess I I put more mental power into that than i do this because i'm more worried about that than in this this is more secure this is a nice security blanket for me because they're this this is made by like a non-committee competent filmmaker as far as we know yeah as far as we know, i mean it's lord and miller and then yeah. you know like hopefully it wasn't lightning in a bottle yeah that's, what, that's I, what i'm trying to hope here. yeah but like i trust lord and miller after all this time to make good shit you know and also I'm like expecting them to strike twice again surprisingly also like it or technically being, three times with it being a now a trilogy yeah well yeah it being a it, it being a two-part film uh i guess you know they're going to be doing something big with this um it's pretty weird like that we're getting this so early right so is this early well okay so this is coming out part one comes out october next year because this, this would be considered one film right Technically, yeah. yeah, and then part two apparently comes out the year after twenty twenty three. Okay, in twenty twenty three, it would it would come out. What are they gonna do with that? I mean, what look, could they do with that? just from this first look? I mean, obviously Miguel is back. They got um, they got Oscar Isaac, Isaac back. Yeah. Twenty ninety nine Spidey, fucking huge too. Yeah, it's top billing by the way. Nice, this is cool. nice. Good, cool. good, good one for the Cubanitos. <laughs> um. I mean, Miles is back. Haley Stanfield's back. Looking as... fucking the animation's so good. Oh, I mean, his it was hair good too. Yeah. No, like his hair looks like fantastic, and he looks way older too. No, yeah, well, not I, way older, but he looks like he. You know, yeah, like time has passed. Puberty. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, same yeah. with Gwen, and I, I really... like his whole like obsession with Gwen. That That's cute. funny. Yeah. yeah, I I like, I I I mean, my favorite part obviously is just when it all goes into two D, and you just have yeah, you just the have transition. She had a fucking Miles for some reason. Yeah, what's what the fuck is so? Is there like a like? Are they doing like Spider War? Like I don't know. Like th- they, I, I guess like this like gigantic war between all the Spider Men. Maybe, you know who else is supposed to show up in this? I don't know if we ever talked about it in the show, but uh, fucking Japanese Sup- Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. We didn't talk this about one. this. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently they yeah they storyboarded him. He's a character in the movie. Are you they know bringing I, back ninety Spider Man? That's what I'm really hoping. I really hope they get the angry toxic ninety Spider Man. Shocker! Shocker! No! <laughs> when he touches the face. Oh, dude. I saw. I rewatched that episode what again. What the hell, Mary Jane? <laughs> yeah. 
Mary Jane. <laughs> the, you remember that scene? That's when Mary Jane just turns in, the fake Mary Jane, the clone, turns into the water vapor. And Peter actually believes that's actually Mary Jane. He just has a fucking panic attack. Or just uh. essentially just screams into the microphone for like five seconds before he has, you know, like focuses on something else. Cause that show Those episodes built. are so funny. They're so quickly paced. Yeah, 15 minutes each episode. So, like, it's crazy. so much shit happens in yeah. one episode. Yeah. God. That great. No, I would love for I would love for ninety Spidey to show up, and I wanted to. I I feel like if they do that, if they do shit like this, and there's also the rumor that um, Holland might show up, and uh, I mean we know um, Issa Rae's playing Jessica Drew. Watch well, watch Spidey, No Way uh, Spider Woman. Watch yeah. No Way Home somehow like sets up this movie. Yeah, crossovers In, with a cross. Mm, I I love that. <laughs> I, I kind of love it just because, like, I That's know. That's so I already, out of fucking left field for something like this. I, I don't think so, but at the same time, what I'm so. What do you so, mean? What do you mean? Because they're already doing this multiverse shit. You know what I mean? But not, like, through different mediums like this. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that would be fucking sick. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, yeah, I, I agree. Tom Holland just like, ends up like, what the fuck is. I'd be more what? excited like, about that because it's essentially Toby's like murdering people. <laughs> yeah, but like this is probably a better movie. And you couldn't <laughs> couldn't catch Gwen again. So. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, God. It's gonna be a good movie. It's yeah, gonna be no, great. Did, 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 follow me on Twitter. At some Row Cruz on Twitter. I'm gonna. And I think I'm Cabo on Twitter. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let's see what I say <laughs> about that fucking movie. We got some uh, some Marvel news that uh, sure, yeah, I guess just fucking sounds. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just right into it. I, like, I, dude, like at this point, like I, I'm I just, just wanna tired, right? I just want to like, stop talking I'm about tired. like I just want to stop talking about comic book stuff. Yeah. Just stick to like fucking weird film shit and manga. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, no. Speaking of other Spider Man stuff. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, I guess to cap it off, the Spider Verse trailer looks great. Oh yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. Popped up while we were watching. Um, Ariel's our friend, our buddy Ariel's play. Yeah, shout out to Ariel. Yeah, shout out to Ariel. Fucking banger play. That's oh, amazing. Really good. Yeah. All right, my bad. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a new uh, Spidey trilogy, uh, apparently in development at the MCU. So I guess Holland gets to stay more. Cool. I don't care. Do you remember? Um, I do. I do care because, but like at the same time, I don't want these movies to be another fucking. Oh, here's this superhero showing up with Spider Man in this movie. <laughs> I don't um, want that again. Haven't they been, uh, I mean, like, what? They've been kind of discussing, like, Spider-Man MCU's trajectory for years, decade, like a decade, basically, at this point, almost. Um, I guess going back to, like, the whole Sony hack of, like, what, 2014? Them kind of talking about, like, the possibility of them doing kind of high school trilogy, college trilogy, kind of yeah. him growing with the MCU. And it kind of seems like they're sticking to this to some degree. Um, I guess we talked. <laughs> we talked about. Uh, we talked a few weeks ago about uh, how Tom Holland was kind of hinting that he doesn't really want to play Spider Man. Yeah, past that was 30. all bullshit. Obviously. Yeah, that was obviously just like a negotiation tactic. Yeah. You know, he. You know, obviously, like the second that interview fucking popped up, like, I don't know how I feel. He's like, <laughs> I don't he's, know like, how I feel. He's like rubbing two coins together. <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred million. I, yeah. fucking, I don't know. Like, but I mean, like again, you know, I guess the biggest problem with these Spider-Man films is that we don't really know Peter at that much as like an individual. And we don't really know who, who Spider-Man is because he's Spider always with Dr. Strange or, or the Hulk or, or Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I guess like homecoming is a good movie, but like you kind of watch homecoming and then you just, you know, anybody can be Spider-Man. Anybody can, can, can put on that suit and immediately they're just Spider-Man. They got yeah. all the powers they need. What the whole, what's the whole point of having Peter, I, I guess, you know, take up that mantle 
if really anybody can be it. I, I think what we're really trying to say here is I wish he was poor. Yeah. I wish Peter and Aunt May were actually poor again. I wish like he, the old trilogy and like actually struggle and shit. Actually have this be a home. I wish he hero. had actual problems. Yeah, then you know? fucking Elon Musk Jr. Like Yeah. <laughs> I look, I, I, I don't I'm I'm not like too angry over the fact of like the Spider Man we've gotten so far, but I want a more it's good approach yeah. to him if they're gonna keep doing these movies with him. You the know? biggest part about Spider Man, like that I guess everybody knows but nobody really I guess points out is that he's a, he's a tragic character. Yes, most the best Spider-Man stories, which we'll talk about like in about an hour, yeah. or so. Fucking they they break down Peter's emotional uh, status. They they completely just tear him down and put him through the fucking grinder. He's a doomer. He, like literally, no. Well, that's the thing with Spider-Man. Like you know, he has everything that's ever happened to him can make anybody turn into just a piece of shit doomer. Oh, yeah. That no, would just it could, hate it everything break in life. Completely. Yeah, but, like... But he still perseveres. He perseveres, and, like, there hasn't really been a situation in the MCU where Peter's really needed to learn how to persevere. We had fucking Endgame, and still... <laughs> Like Peter's still like, oh I love, oh I miss, I, oh I miss Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, I Mr. miss you, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark, oh, oh fucking, fucking stupid, like no, I I don't like that, and like I again, that's what always made the Raimi trilogy so valuable because it put Peter through the grindstone and yes. like he it was made a pizza Peter boy, he he went to a fucking he he had a gig selling his pictures, aunt, his aunt was to a lo- crazy dude with a Hitler mustache. His <laughs> aunt May, who raised him since he since he was a fucking child, was losing his home. And the poor dude right next to him is asking him to pay his rent, and he's always telling him, "You'll get it when it's ready." So <laughs> he's my favorite. Give me cookies, bitch. Like. <laughs> no, that's always my favorite moment in those movies. <laughs> yeah, where in in three. What's the name again? Uh, I can't remember the name of the landlord, but like, you'll get it when it's ready or when it's fixed, and he fucking breaks the door. Oh in yeah. Three. yeah. <laughs> you get your rent when you when the door when this fucking door is fixed or something like that, yeah. And then and it's just his, his, his fucking his daughter. Like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, never, we never talk about that. Yeah, no one ever fu- talks about that. In how fucked that is! Like, like Toby, like Toby hasn't paid rent in about two months. Fucking breaks the door even more, and he's getting, <laughs> and he's fucking the guy's daughter. Like Jesus. Uh. Was, you know who I... We forget how, like, how much of a savage murder Toby's Spider-Man was. Like, <laughs> Toby Spider- was the best. Toby's Spider-Man really is Michael Keaton's Batman in the sense that they're just psychopaths. Like, they got, they, like, you know, obviously, you know... And probably like, in real life, too. You ever seen the video of, uh... You ever seen the Spider-Man 3 music play when Toby gets out of the car screaming at the paparazzi? Did you see the one where he just knocks uh, knocks out a paparazzi's camera out of his hands? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we talk. I, we mentioned this anytime. Well, I mentioned this anytime I can. But Molly's game, Michael Cera's character in that film is based off Tobey Maguire. Yeah, no, it's so weird. It's so, so funny. weird. Yeah, yeah. That's literally that's all we have to say about this new trilogy. Hey, Toby's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom's all right. Yeah. No, and Tom Holland's a good Spider-Man. Just great, just, he just yeah. needs better work. Yeah. He just needs a better script, a yeah. better story. Yeah. It's not made by a. Committee. He needs good movies. He needs good movies. Yeah. <laughs> Go watch Uncharted. <laughs> uh, hey, Delroy Lindo's in Blade. Fucking <laughs> base. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, dude. Fuck yes. Wesker. What if he's I think. Dracula? No, Wesker. Um, not Dracula. Um, he's no. What if he will play Dracula? You think would, they'll have him as Dracula? Or maybe like the old Blade. No, you know I don't want that. I want Wesley Snipes. I want Wesley to come back in some capacity as, 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 as old fucking... Blade, dude. Oh, dude, that would be sick. Uh-huh. Like, okay, I guess. Can we spoil Eternals? 
I guess so. Yeah. Spoilers for Spoilers Eternals. Eternals for the next 15, 20 seconds. Blade shows up at the end in the post credit scene. Not well, physically, you hear him. but his, you hear his voice, and yeah. he he uh, shows up to the Black Knight, Kit Harrington's character, and it's I guess it sets up what's going on in um in in in, in the Blade film, you know, uh, with the Black Knight, and like I guess that. But what was that? The name of that blade again? The Ebony Blade. The Ebony Blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. Uh, we still don't really know who Delroy Lindo uh is going to play, um. I think personally, he's probably going to be playing um, the mentor character to Blade. Um, I'm trying to find his fucking name. I completely forgot uh, his name. Wesker or something like that, or um, something Wesker. along those lines. Um, Can't remember a character named Wesker. Not Wesker. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, I mean, uh, Wesker. The name Wesker is like Whis- culturally uh, Whistler. 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 Okay. Yeah. Whistler. I was gonna say the name Wesker is like culturally damaged now because all I think is just Resident Evil, Resident Evil yeah. like in but, any capacity. Yeah, but um, yeah, uh, uh, Whistler, sorry, um, and he's a vampire hunter and the mentor to Blade, and uh, yeah, so that seems like the character he might be playing. Obviously, we don't know yet uh, until we yeah. get some kind of confirmation. But Delroy Lindo in a Blade film, fucking, that's so cool. I just like seeing more Delroy Lindo. Oh, yeah, 100%. And again, he, he really, Blade. <laughs> he really was fucking robbed out of that nomination for the Five Bloods. Did he, did he even get nominated? I don't think he did. God. Did he? I remember when, like, anyone, everybody was up on arms either way because he either didn't get nominated. I, I'm not going to look this up right now. But, like, he either didn't get nominated or he just didn't win. Yeah. But he was a fucking great in that movie. And uh, last but not least for these Marvel things, uh, the, uh, yeah. Daniel Dustin Cretton is going to do another Shang-Chi movie. Apparently, he also signed a deal with Marvel to do some other stuff, too. So uh, TV uh, TV deal. Probably that black... Disney Plus. Uh, no, what am I saying? Probably the Ten Rings TV show, maybe. That's what I'm assuming. They are supposed to come back. Wouldn't it be crazy if, if they just give him Iron Fist? That'd be cool. Just do something with this. Do you... <sighs> Fix <Okay>. it. <laughs> no, here's the funny thing. Like, are I we going like... to talk about Hawkeye, by the way? Or we're gonna hold I it completely off a bit. forgot about Hawkeye. Mm, yeah. We got things to say. We do. I don't. N- n- nothing. Nothing you probably haven't heard before. Nothing so. that I'd care to talk about. That's the thing. I don't think it's I, fine. It's the thing with the thing with Hawkeye. It's not going to get interesting until this next episode. So I I feel that way too. But at the same time, it's like it's an okay show. Like it's not bad, but it's not. It's fine. Uh no. Okay, I was gonna say like yeah. You know what? If he does do like Iron Fist or some shit like that, it. You know, which is also in, in conjunction with the news recently that Feige was like, oh, yeah, it went, if or when Daredevil comes back, it will definitely be Charlie Cox in the role. Yeah. I could see this being the equivalent of, like, for for these uh, Netflix characters showing up in the MCU and these movies and TV shows now. It's like the equivalent of, like, I love everything you've done. Not you. And it's like the not you is, is – um, I can't remember the name. Game of Thrones guy who played Iron Fist. In this um, show, yeah, I can't uh, remember his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. You think that Danny it, something? No, it, no. I mean, his name's Daniel. In the wasn't show. it Finn? Uh, Finn something? Finn Jones. Finn, Finn Jones. Jones. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Finn Jones is Danny Rand. <laughs> Can you imagine? Is that like okay? Cox comes back as Daredevil. Jessica Jones. I mean, uh, fucking Kristen Ritter shows up as Daredevil again. I mean, Chris Pratt is no uh, as Iron Fist. As uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, no, they just get some other guy for <laughs> Iron Fist. That would suck. But, yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised either. Yeah, that's <sighs> it for that. 
uh, oh yeah, Shang Chi too. Yeah, that's happening. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, that was that was that was the that was the thing we were supposed to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. that's fine. I guess you yeah, know whatever. have it just maybe ma- maybe make it less CG. Open high mid. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of speaking of blockbusters, um, actually, actually, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I With a cast know. like this. Oh yeah, no, for sure. It's just. So we've been. Uh, we've I f- I feel weird saying this is gonna be a blockbuster. We yeah. <laughs> you know. We've been updating uh, Alia on Christopher Nolan's next film, Oppenheimer, which is supposed to be a dramatic retelling of the life of uh, Robert uh, Oppenheimer. Robert Oppenheimer, yeah. who was Crea- the creator of yeah. the uh, the daddy of the of the a bomb of the a bomb. Yeah. Yeah. The um, a bomb daddy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. And. Who who have we had in the cast so far? So it's already it's Cillian Murphy already as as Robert Oppenheimer. Perfect, yeah. Uh, Leading a Christopher Nolan film, which is amazing. Finally, yeah, finally. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, crazy. Emily Blunt. The fact that Robert Downey Jr. is in this makes me so much more excited. The like, the fact that we're it's st- a Zodiac move. We're That's getting a character like. actor, Robert De Niro. Uh, Robert De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. Robert, again. Mm-hmm. Right, he's in the Park John Walk uh, series as well. Yeah. That's great. And now we got Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, and Benny Safdie. Fucking Benny Safdie in a Christopher Nolan film. I'm dude. not even shocked anymore. I think this is just going to be his next thing. He's just going to want to be an actor again. You know? Which, Which is, is great. Fine. Fuck yeah. yeah. I, it, it is just funny to know that, like, yeah, he's just showing up in the show. Just seeing more, him you know? just seeing him in, like, articles. picture, Like, <laughs> like just his seeing face. his picture in articles is just hilarious. Like, when he first got announced in... Uh, in, in Obi-Wan? No, it, not in Obi-Wan. Licorice Pizza. Oh really? Yeah. For me, it, it's Obi Wan because it's such oh, a random. It's just a random shot of him. Like he or just like looks the, so out of place. In the, the one shot of Benny Safdie in the Licorice Pizza trailer, it's just him in a tie. <laughs> like they just got him from the off the street in New York. Yeah. Oh man. It's not saying uh, who uh, exactly these ki- who they're gonna be playing. Oh, well, some of them. Yeah. It's just these are people I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Safdie's gonna play Edward Teller, uh, Hungarian physicist. You know the one. I forgot Emily Blunt's in this movie as well. Yeah, he's playing Oppenheimer's wife. Uh, Kitty Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kitty. <laughs> that's every show. Uh, Florence Pugh, Gene Tatlock. We'll play a member of the, the Communist, Communist Party. Who has an off and on affair. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Okay. Hell yeah. All we right. Get sexy, we get sexy Florence Pugh. That's always I, great. Wow, this is so <laughs> funny. This feels like there's so much in... Like, Maddox is playing there's a so much. Yeah, I feel like there's so much... Like malice, Bitterness, yeah. yeah, coming from that sentence in this Hollywood Reporter article. It's just Malik is playing a scientist. Period. That's it. Full stop. Nothing else. Yeah. Albert Einstein. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. No, same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm hopeful it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it it's nice seeing it's nice seeing Nolan do something grounded. You know, not like a big <laughs> epic fantasy. You don't think what? it's gonna be like the the third act of Dun- of uh of Tenet. It's just, just a fucking stop, just a stop. palindrome. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> That'd be awful. Stop. <laughs> oh no. Uh, hey, you know it doesn't sound awful, but hopefully is good. Years uh, in the making. Ju- yeah, you know, literal like, years in the making. Yeah, a gorillas film is in the works at Netflix officially. This fucking finally is coming from uh, Damon Albarn in an interview with Apple Music, saying that they've just started working with Netflix on a feature length film. And the only thing that yeah. gets me angry about this is the fact that it's not an Adult Swim. That that's the thing they were trying to pitch a TV show to Adult Swim for the longest time. That's the rumor I, w- I heard forever. That's and you think it would easy work? Easy gold. Yeah, no, easy. And, and you think it would make sense <laughs> when they got fucking uh, this guy from Powerpuff Girls to join the band in the uh, when Now Now came out? Yeah, I, what's his name? I can't fucking remember his name. You know the, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the from guy the Gang from the, Green the, the Gang. The Gang Green Gang, yeah. <laughs> Such a funny uh-huh. name. 
Um, yeah, so it's going to be uh, basically the characters uh, from Gorillas, and they're going on like a both 2D CG uh, adventure. Yeah, I, Alburn's like, he, he, he didn't really give too many details about what the film's supposed to be, but like... Shenanigans. Yeah, I assume so. It's it's a Gorillaz. Yeah. I assume it's just a long-form Gorillaz music video. My favorite, I guess, era of Gorillaz will always be Plastic Beach. It's like Plastic Beach. The aesthetics Beach of Plastic Beach are just unbeatable, dude. I mean, it, it's it's that in fucking what's what's I mean the classic Demon Days De- Demon Days yeah. you know that's that's been my favorite era although Now Now is a fantastic album it is. really good really good I haven't heard that many Humans songs okay. from Humans is good but it's okay. not it's not great like I haven't heard that many songs from um, Song Machine from their uh, latest album but there were a couple that were good they did a fucking they did a wasn't Pac-Man like Song Machine song. like kind of like a B sides thing it's it was like a weird I mean they always have featured artists on their on their singles but um it was a weird approach where they kind of just dropped a single like it it was like a single each month or some shit like that some of them were okay some of them were pretty good like there was one called um yeah no they there was one called pac-man that i really liked but it, they had a oh my god they had some guy that that was featured on it was really good i can't remember his name mm-hmm but yeah, no, I'm really happy this is finally happening at some in some capacity. Again, years, literal years in the making. Yeah. So. Hey, you know what also took years in the making? Hmm. This Cowboy Bebop adaptation that got canceled after one, uh, and how three swiftly, weeks. <laughs> and how swiftly it <laughs> it gets taken down. Man. You, how swiftly falls the tree. Those interviews about Ed and them wanting to explain, expand more in season, on season two and shit like that. Just, God, that just hits harder than ever now, huh? It's like, I mean, like, I find it surprising that they put this much, like, effort into, like, marketing and, like, promoting this. Are you sure about that? I feel like they did. I <laughs> feel like they, they tried didn't... really hard to, like, make people like this. Well, yeah, but and I feel... they just I, completely th- just cut it in one season, which I get why. It's not good. Nothing... There's not really much about it that's kind of, that's redeeming. How many episodes did you get into? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 20, 20 minutes? Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah no. I, I went through the first episode and, like, subconsciously spite compared it with the first episode of the anime and just started rewatching the anime again. Unbeatable. Yeah, the biggest problem that show had, I mean, aside from it being no crazy, nuance, stupid man. shit, and not being any nuance, is that, like, the pacing is the worst. The first episode of both the anime and the live action adaptation are essentially the same. It, they're fucking trying to go after uh, Asimov and his pregnant wife or pregnant girlfriend, and complete that that entire plot line, which is probably one of the most like one of the most iconic in Bebop because of how insignificant it is to the grander story. Because yeah. it could show that Bebop was able to tell these smaller stories that really hit just as hard as the grander picture. But it's also the first introduction to these characters and what exactly this show is supposed to be, you know? And and not only was it was it there to kind of like show off like, you know, the the general tone of its approach, you know, how it's really dark, grounded about kind of real world issues that are happening in space. And but it also kind of introduces you to like kind of the the scale of it. You know, you get these like spaceship dogfights in, you know, between uh the between drug traffickers and the police. Like it's it's crazy shit. Yeah. And like, you know, when you go to something like live action Bebop, it's so scaled down. The last shootout happens in a fucking parking lot, dog. Oh no, and it takes like, like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and, and it's like, also like they when they do the big reveal about his girlfriend, 
about the child. It's completely ruins. No, it, and it also takes like, and it comes off as a fucking joke. It com- Well, I mean, they both kind of come off as a joke. No, 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 no. No, in the adaptation, in the anime, yeah. In the no, you know, no, no. It, they, it comes off with like a little humor. The thing is, look. Here's the thing I'm saying about she accepted pacing. her she accepted her death after realizing that like the life she was leading because of her boyfriend. No, no, no. I'm talking wasn't... about I'm talking about the moment she like the fucking um pills not the pills the fucking drugs are exposed. The red eye. Yeah, when she just drops all the that red was, eye. No, that was not that was not taken for jokes at all in the anime. She eh. was flo- she was literally floating in space in fetus position. I'm talking about surrounded the surrounded by the no no no. I'm talking about the moment like the bullet grazes her stomach, and like that shit pops off. I'm I'm talking about that moment specifically. I'm not talking about like what happens afterwards, which yes, for sure, are very distinct uh, interpretations that they that they took completely with off this one. Yeah, and it's very it's also kind of it's also really mean spirited in the adaptation. It is because she just takes it as like a fuck you copper suicide run, and it's really weird. And that wasn't that wasn't bad. the point of it at all. Yeah, no. In the anime, she just accepts her fate, and she's like, oh, I'm fucked. Literally, you know? the, like that the, one. That one's really bad. Like, the whole point that, of that the part anim- is really bad. The whole point of the story in that anime is that. Her life of crime caught up to her. Yeah. Something that happens to, oh boy, Spike. Yeah. Like, you know, like that that first episode literally sets up the entire anime. Like, Speaking of which, <laughs> the fucking shit they did with Julia this season is, in, I don't know Ridiculous. why. I don't no. know why the fuck they and even like, tried. And like, I'm, I don't, I, I hate being the one. I hate. Wait, wait, let me, let me finish okay, the sorry, thing yeah, about the, yeah, about ahead. the red eye, you know, when, when the bullet grazes her, yeah, sure. her stomach. Here's the thing what I'm talking about with pacing. That moment in the first episode of the anime takes like less than 10 seconds, right? I shit you not. It's like a minute and a half when they do that reveal because it's a slow motion fall. And like it takes a minute in for her to, in the parking lot. It takes a minute for her to fall on the ground. And it takes like another 30 seconds for all the fucking red eye pill um, uh, tablets to just plop out of her stomach. And it's just, oh, God, it. It's literally padding shit out for the sake of it. And also, Faye shows up in the first episode for some reason, which is just weird because, like, you know, like... She doesn't show up until, like, five episodes in. Yeah, and it's it, it reminds me of that Not really five, annoying... Maybe. It reminds me of that really annoying thing that I've realized in Western television shows where, oh, yeah, I get why they did that because, for some reason, all the main players of the ca- of the first season have to show up in the first episode. You know, that's that's literally why. And, like, Faye literally does one thing and fucks off. She they, she has no importance to the rest of the Asimov thing. It's just like my my whole thing like that, that I was gonna mention is that like you know I've never been I don't like being the one to like accuse politics and like inclusion I guess to ruin a show because I think that's kind of stupid. But like Bebop, it really is one of those times where like the I guess uh, I guess the insistence on that inclusion of constantly trying to i guess get those real world issues we're facing now and putting it onto this show that's kind of irrelevant yeah. you know like the whole thing with like Faye, like her whole thing is that you know in the anime at least she's like you know uh she's like a, a, sedu- a, a seductive uh um femme fatale that you know kind of just makes her way through like the this uh crime world of men and she uses her wits and her body to get through but the whole i guess double-sided aspect of that is she sucks at it she's really bad she's a fuck up she's stupid she just she doesn't know what she's she doesn't know what she's doing she's a fucking idiot she comes off as a fucking edgelord in the adaptation and she so comes bad. off as just like a loudmouth, like insecure person that constantly wants to show everybody that she's big and strong she's also like she also 
like her version of the character is also played with that annoying Joss Whedon isms of creating curse words just for the sake of, of sounding yeah. edgy. Like fuck nuggets is a thing she says. It a feels like times. they use her like, character, fuck stick, dick stick, and it's like, what, what, what's the point of even saying? These it feels words? like they use her character to kind of uh, vehicle, uh, I guess, the forced elements of it, yeah, of the show, and it really comes off that way. Like you know, Boy. don't get me wrong, I love. Don't get me wrong, like I, I, I guess you know, making Faye a lesbian is, you know, I guess it makes sense with the character, sure, but like when you really dedicate an entire episode to like her relationship with like this random person that happens to be the person that could fix the bebop, even though jet was always kind of the person. Oh yeah. And they give this, put that, they, they kind of did that. They give this pointless thing to jets backstory. Jet's worth this. He does nothing. Well, yeah, no. And they also have this whole thing where like, he, he owns has the a bebop by, by name only. Yeah. No, like I, it's he, not his ship. Yeah. Like, but he also just has this thing where he fucking like, he always complains about not getting shit for his daughter and stuff like that. It's, it's He's just, a deadbeat dad. No, yeah, but like, there's there there's these things that they just added for the sake of just padding out time in the adaptation that bothered me. You it's know? just like they make these characters unlikable in well, a big way. And like, know, the only one you, who really— You want to know the reason why, though? It's because they, it, they do this thing where, like, they're trying to respect the source material, but it comes off as too clingy and too cringy at the same time. We haven't even talked about how fucking awful that Ed scene is. That cops off this because of, because that's like not even like the it feels main, like foam part. That's like not even <laughs> the biggest problem of the show, and that's what's incredible. <laughs> yeah, like you know what it is that like now that I look back on everything Bebop and like I guess all my complaints coming into it, like man, like <laughs> John Cho really got the short end of the stick. That guy really fucking loved uh, Bebop. He watched the whole show before. Yeah, apparently he was the only one in the cast to actually seen the show. Like before, he got before cast, I watched yeah. it, and he fell in love with it. He was like one. He was the person that pushed Yoko Ono to come back as a, for the score. He's look. He's not bad as Spike, but damn it, when look, I'll, hey, I'll they miss out I'll, on so many details. Man. I know, but like, hey, I'll give you credit when credits due because you are completely justified in saying in in what you were saying before the show came out. Yeah, the fact that he is too old to play Spike shows like. Nothing, and it's really bad. And I think part and it of sucks it too because he actually cares. No, I he know, gets the fuck. but you know, I, I think it's it's really unfortunate because I think part of that also stems from the fact that like remember production for the shit was delayed for like a year and a half because yeah. he got severely injured. Yeah, you know, and you could kind of tell that like they they tried to work it. around it because yeah. the action scenes are also super stilted and like super cheap, really cheap too. It's, it, 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 it feels like almost every scene is on a, on a green screen. Yeah, no, and like look, it matched the aesthetic. And they're barely ever in space. They're no, they barely match the aesthetic too because they take this really well. I'm talking about the aesthetic of like approach to, that's what I'm it. saying. Like that aesthetic, they stick with that. But, but Bebop was never that though. I know that's the problem. You know, and I guess oh, okay, that's what you mean. That's okay, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, but like they stick with that aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. The aesthetic's not good. Yeah, no. You know, that that approach is not it doesn't a good fit approach. the tone of what Bebop is. Bebop is a very like yes, it's fun and yes, it's wacky and it has its weird like anime as sci-fi shit. Sure, but like. At its core, it's a like personal drama about the ramifications of one's past. Yeah, and like how you're gonna carry that way for the rest of your life. And I'm sorry, nobody can get that message off this first season of Cowboy Bebop. You know this this sh- I, I I'm gonna steal. A thing and I do from, think it, um, I, and I do think it does it, it does kind of suck that it, it it got canceled after one season. I because eh, maybe there could have been something to save there. I don't sure, know. I don't. I. I I really don't care. John Cho might, yeah. might 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 be too old to play Spike, but like I do think John Cho probably really did do a good job 
I mean, for me, even the guy that played Jeb was good. It's just the, the fucking script's so bad. It's just like, the approach they took with it is not so good. bad. And like, look, I I'm not against the idea of an adaptation for Cowboy Bebop, but at the same time, there was ne- no, this was never work. asked. Like it, nobody nobody cared for this shit. It's just like it's one of those things that like the the way to do an adaptation right is to reinterpret the story in a way that is different but still sticks to its truth core themes and values but also yeah no literally be respectful to your source material like like, that's the thing that's what's part of the if you don't get the point of bebop you shouldn't make another version of bebop Mm -hmm. and like they just didn't get the point speaking of that like what that's what i'm gonna say here um (laughs) this is the last thing i'll say about this but it's like you mentioned yeah you're gonna carry uh, you're gonna you're gonna carry that weight right that's one of the most significant lines in the entire so show. The last line of the show. Yeah, and it's so fucking. Oh my god, it's so. It's literally, my, my in the adaptation. It's my high school senior <laughs> class. <quote. Yeah. laughs> it's it's the problem with the adaptation is it takes that line. It, they I think they actually did it for. A they scene. say it. No, that's the thing. No, but they do the they do the thing where it's like that weight. It's not gonna get carried. It's that thing. It's that spiteful for the sake of being spiteful. Fucking like holier than thou approach of like taking the thing that was good and just being like a, oh we're gonna reference it as much not as, as much <laughs> as much as i love last jedi as much as i do love last jedi that's kind of did how it feel that 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 what you just said <laughs> did how it feel sorry <laughs> <laughs> what you said what you said that's kind of how i felt when uh Leia and Haldo both say, "May the force be," oh, oh, and they start laughing at the same time. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. I love you, Ryan Johnson, but God, you're a piece of shit. I didn't even think about that, but now I, I do see it. it but it, that's literally what they fucking do in this yeah, show. Yeah, and like, like, okay, Ryan Johnson can do that for one scene. They did that for an entire show. Yeah, and like, then make vicious a fucking weird otaku saying that Moshi. Did you see that shit? Moshi, Moshi. A, yeah, that's <laughs> fucking awful. Ugh. Uh. Bad, yeah, real bad. bad. Thank God it's gone. Uh, also, hey. Zemir just look does look like vicious, like just juices a lot. That guy's veined out completely. Uh, I, I, I he don't just know. looks so angry and sweaty, dude. He's so, <laughs> oh God. He comes off in the show as such a like. He's literally a daddy's boy because he's not even the head of the organization. It's his dad. That's what they do in the adaptation, yeah. and it's like Julia is technically. I don't fucking care about spoilers. If you care about spoilers for the thing, you know, skip like thirty seconds. Why the fuck would you? Julia's alive, <laughs> and like they do the whole thing where, uh, like, where they kind of like purposely fucked Spike over, but then it was all a plan for Julia to be the head of the crime organization. It's stupid. It's stupid. They girl boss Julia. <laughs> it's just fucking. It just didn't make sense. Uh, you know what else didn't make sense this year? The Game Awards. There were some <laughs> things that were announced that were kind of cool, like the Unreal Engine 5 Matrix demo, which, you know, for here's a tip for award shows, specifically this one. If you're going to make surprise announcements, if you're if have if the basis of your show is more so is primarily more on like announcing world premieres and shocking surprising shit that nobody saw coming, maybe not have maybe don't have this last announcement be that a, a thing you teased like a couple days ago that is essentially a glorified unreal demo it's not bad but it's that was the last thing that they announced on the show and it's like really this shit was talked like about three fart. days ago yeah like a fart kind of yeah and then fucking who won game of the year i saw this live stream and i can't even remember i go fuck ah, whatever and but yeah that was one thing Does star anybody wars actually care about the, the actual words I don't. Cause what does that do? What does that do for like? 
the studio. That's the thing. I like, get, I, no, I get, like what an Oscar would do for like a director or an actor, you know. But like, it's not. It, it oh, it takes two one game of the year. So that was nice actually, because Yosef came on stage. That's actually a pretty good game. Yeah, he, he, that was a, that was a funny that was a funny speech he gave. But um, no. But what I was saying, well, to to your to that, like no, I don't think anybody gives a fuck about the awards. But the thing is, it would be nice if they actually gave people the time to like you know accept their trophy and give a speech mm-hmm. because the thing they do in the award show every year is just skip like five or six of the categories in a fucking slideshow and then call it a day and that's just annoying it's stupid um and then okay we got the announcement of star wars eclipse the new game set in the high republic coming from quantic dream and he, okay that trailer was really good my excitement for that dropped like a fucking person being dropped out of the sky the moment i saw the quantic dream logo that that dropped immediately it's barely a game it'll barely be it'll probably barely be a game i i hate quantic dream with a passion (laughs) they are so stupid and so oh god it's like keep in mind these are the people who made detroit become human and have it essentially be robots are basically black people that was the whole thesis david cage wrote for that game is david cage like behind this I, I mean it's his studio you know he's also a fucking crazy p- sexual assault pig you know allegedly yeah uh, we always have to say that because yeah, you know yeah, who yeah. knows if david cage listens to this shit um i want to find the one random executive that doesn't listen to the show that's <laughs> so funny it just gets so, oh my god and it sucks because all the, the one shit, executive we're pretending exists yeah no everything in this trailer looks cool it's just the fact that it's, it's made what by you Quantic would, it, Dream. It's what you sucks. would want out of like a triple A Star Wars game in the modern era. Yeah, from the looks of it and like what I guess it's implying, it's cool. Um, it's again, the only thing I've actually looked at from the High Republic stuff they've been putting out the last couple of years and thinking, oh wow, that looks cool. I mean, like <laughs> I like the idea of a choose your own story narrative with Star Wars. You know, especially kind of setting it in a time period like High Republic, where it's so like far removed from like what we know as our, as our, like, modern canon. Yeah. That, like, you can really do a lot with it. But, like, it's just, like, how it gets done and whether or not these different decisions and, like, these stories actually lead to anything significant, you know? No, yeah. A lot, a lot of things w- w- with, like, the Quantic Dream games, you know, Heavy Rain, Detroit, Beyond Two Souls, like, those games, like... Omnicron, by the <laughs> way, which is getting a resurgence now. <laughs> I've never... No. I, well, which was that one? Omnicron. Well, I mean, it was, was because that? of the Omnicron variant. Oh, oh, okay. And it's the okay. David Bowie game that they made back in like the nineties, early two right, thousands. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, like the thing with those games is like what, what kind of holds them back. It's not the technical aspect. I wouldn't even say it's the gameplay because again, you should know what you're getting into when you're buying these kinds of games. But it's just like what, like I guess, like a lot of like the points and metaphors don't really stick the landing and they kind of come off as pretentious and silly. Did you see in a huge way? Do you remember that iconic? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that iconic, um, Matt and Pat, Jason, or oh, what? Oh, Jason, Jason, that, that, Jason, that one too. <laughs> Jason. Do you remember the iconic two best friends clip where they're playing Detroit? Um, I can't remember the name. What was the name of the black guy? The, the black character, the one from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, he was from Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, he was. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was oh, a character in Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I don't know. Was Blue-eyed one, right? There was Connor the cop. There was... <laughs> I forgot The which... best part of the game, for no, sure. I, I forgot who was playing it, but they, like, specifically made it, like, an effort to make sure Connor, like, the android cop, right? Yeah. Th- to make sure he is just a fucking piece of shit. 
<laughs> the worst cop ever. Literally, every decision he makes ruins everything that's going on in the game. I think I, I think who, that I path think ends with Dunky. him. It might have been Dunky Probably. that made that. <laughs> that path. I think that path ends with him killing uh his killing fucking um Mr. Krabs, killing Clancy Brown oh, and his beautiful dog. Shit. Wasn't Clancy Brown like a piece of shit in that game? No, well, like he starts cop? off as that, but like he has like a really tragic backstory that you get to explore if you choose that route. And like him and him wait, and Connor yeah, actually ha- end up having yeah, they're partners and they end up having <laughs> a nice like, relationship. You just respond like I remember like the video. I need to find it, bro. Where everything he responds with is just complete anger and attitude. <laughs> <laughs> everything. That's so funny. Oh, okay, it was Marcus. That's it. That's okay. the, that was the black character in the game, and they're playing a section where him and the resistance robots. Go out in a protest and do spray. They spray digital graffiti, which is already silly enough. <laughs> and one of the options, wait, digital like NFTs, like are they no, spreading? Like no, how you, you take it off? They, they look, you know graffiti. what it is. You know what it is. I think it's like it's not. It's not a can. They use the tablet. They use like a tablet or a phone, and they kind of li- like they kind of like tagging they sw- NFTs. They're tagging NFTs. Yeah, bro. no, they're, they're oh my god, David Cage. They grab their phone and like they kind of like. They kind of just swipe it across a, a surface, and it's just digitally projected there. And I remember it's him, it's that it's Matt, Pat, and Wooly. I think they're watching it as he's about to do it, and the options come up. I shit you not, the first option you see is triangle. I have a dream, and they died for like a good five minutes. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's so fuck. That's the thing. They're so. Like, they're painfully obvious, and not in a good way compared to, like, Kojima and shit, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. When Kojima does it, it's dumb, but it's also fun. When Cage does it, it's just dumb <laughs> and just insensitive at times. It's fucking ridiculous. Let's move on. Uh, oh, what else came about. out? Alan Wake 2? I haven't played any of the games. fucking nowhere. That's cool. It's a survival horror game, which is crazy. I thought that was the same case for these Alan Wake games. I know, or they're more detective stories. More detective story, and you're kind of like you're kind of just piecing things together. How how it goes? It's more like I guess action thriller based. Mm. I guess you know it's cool, and like you know if you're a Twin Peaks fan, you will love Alan Wake. That's what I've been hearing. I, w- oh, I yeah. want to try. Oh, yeah. I want to try out Alan Wake. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Alan Wake is based off like just Twin Peaks in general. I you figured. Know? Yeah, um, it, which is also really interesting because considering the stuff that they were setting up in control with like the wider Remedy universe, I'm I'm interested to see what they're actually gonna do with uh, the sequel. And this one, okay, this one genuinely this is the came out of. One. I I don't. This remember. is one of the coolest ones. It is one of the coolest ones, but like this one genuinely came out of nowhere. We're so, getting an official solo Wonder Woman open world game by the Shadow of Mordor developers, Monolith Productions. Yeah, no, that and, one's cool. Oh, dude, that's the I um, the trailer is sick. I like the design a lot for for um for, for Diana. Diana, and like apparently they're gonna bring back the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor. And oh, you, you mean know, the one that they technically own now? Yeah, if you don't know what the, <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't know what the Shadow of uh, what, what the ne- ne- Nemesis. Nemesis system is, it's like at the time that it came out, it's it, it's it's pure next gen like technology. So basically, like you can make your own story with the uh enemies in the game yeah and each enemy that you come across with has a different backstory and you do different things to these enemies and eventually they like gain kind of like this uh malice towards you and uh different parts of like their uh, backstory changes with what you do to them and like the people around them so you can like meet one like let's say in shadow mordor you meet one like 
fucking orc character named fucking Belrog or something. Like, he's just small. You fuck him up a bit. And then as the game... Belrog's brother shows up. He's like, you killed my brother. Or no, <laughs> Belrog comes back stronger with like uh. leading a whole unit. And then you fuck him up again. And he's yeah. like, oh no, he comes back even stronger. And you fuck him up again. Oh, Belrog's brother comes back. And like, you know, then it, it just basically... Those are fun. It crafts like basically its own like... Their own small stories within the game. And something like Wonder Woman and considering what it's kind of implying with, you know, like the possibility of like being in Themyscira and fighting all these Greek monsters. And women. And, and women. <laughs> just fucking Amazonian, Amazonian goddesses everywhere. Like, no, this could be a fucking amazing game. Yeah. And like, it's the close. It's so far, it's the closest thing we can get to like a proper Superman game. In a way, yeah. I mean, technically, we could also get that with, like, Suicide Squad, which they showed off their first gameplay trailer. Yeah, what do you think of that? That looked really fun. Great, right? I I don't really get the hate behind it. I, I guess it's just because people didn't don't really care for the designs or whatever. I, I don't know. It looked fine to me. I think it, I, I like how Boomerang moves around. I like how cracked up Flash looks. Oh, dude, yeah. He looks like a... Fu- he, first of all, he acts like an asshole. Oh, but yeah. But he also just looks like Did he's you get on him? meth. <laughs> yeah. Did you get him? <laughs> Uh, uh, other tweets d- d- dude Batman's it. definitely in this fucking game no you know okay? shit no, no shit. but like they do that obvious fucking edit in the beginning where it's like ah Superman the Flash Green Lantern and then they just hard cut to the end of Boomerang's speech I know for sure they're fucking saving Kevin Conroy for that sh- uh, for this game this has to be an Arkham sequel it has to be no it's not I think it is dude it's not but like why would they cut out Batman because it's a past character because it's the character that their entire studio (laughs) has a a history with you know yeah but like that's the thing but that's Warner Brothers they do that shit all the time (laughs) okay yeah but it's specifically character Rocksteady I get it It, it's just I'm I'm so confident that they're just saving a Batman reveal somewhere he's gonna be in the game obviously yeah I think I'm but yeah wouldn't be surprised if he's like the villain it looked really good to be yeah. honest, I don't. I don't mind the, the gameplay. I'm just hoping it's actually single player, and you could it's just be. have the option of doing co. I just hope it's less Avengers and more Lego. Yeah, Lego. <laughs> yeah. No, no honestly, yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. Because that's a good co-op experience. You know it's that you could amazing. also play yeah, yeah. single player really well. Did you see how bad Spider-Man Avengers is? Yeah, dude, really bad. It's horrible. It's so Did you see crazy. The swinging? The, the swinging in Fortnite compared to that is hilariously better. And like. It's it's crazy because the swinging in Fortnite actually looks really fun. No, yeah, you you know what you know how you know how fucking bad it got. I got to my brother who is the like alongside my sister is the only one that actively plays Fortnite. I just went into his account and tried to buy the fucking Spider Man Battle Pass thing with the swinging and shit. It's like ninety bucks if you like don't progress. What? And shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like eighty nine dollars or some shit like that. But I probably might do it. <laughs> it's like that sounds so much fucking fun to just swing around, you know. Not with my money, of course. <laughs> he's got his you own do PSN you, buddy. account. He, he's got his own PSN account. You know? <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, yeah, the Elder Ring trailer. New cinematic story trailer. I didn't watch it. That was cool. I, I'm pretty sure the character narrating is Maisie Williams. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like, like that. It sounds a lot like Maisie Williams. But they're just talking about, uh, before the Elden Ring was split in threes and thrice and flies yeah. and the tree. And shards. Yeah. yeah, like, war was erupted. And you just see, like, people... You, you just see... Really nice cinematics yeah. of warfare and yeah. you know berserk Game of Thrones looking shit. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Oh, we also got the trailer for the Halo TV show. Okay, all right, that, it doesn't look bad, right? It doesn't look bad. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm. It looks like too. it. It it actually looks like the really good Halo cinematics we used to get back in the 2000s. Or the fucking Blomkamp short film test reel oh, that came out on YouTube in like 2006. Dude, so good. This looks like what I imagine a proper Halo 
live action to look like. You know what's you know? the best shot in that trailer? It's for me. It's it's when Chief is walking to that fucking statue. It's just a it. it you're just following Chief's back, but it's a wide shot of him walking into like a little like area yeah. with a with a monument in the middle. Mm. It just. I'm just shocked. I mean, I shouldn't be too shocked because apparently this is also direct, like produced by Amblin and Spielberg. But like, it looks like it has quality. I forget you that know? Spielberg has been trying to get this done for Forever. years. Forever. Him and Peter. Ja- Remember when Peter Jackson was gonna take a stab at it? Yeah, and then that's how Blumcap got involved because he. Well, no, I I don't think Jackson Halo was ever really. Gonna... Halo has has had a really interesting like production cycle. Oh yeah. I, I don't think the story was that Jackson was going to direct it. I think Jackson was going to produce it, produce but it. he was going to bring in Blomkamp. Yeah, yeah that's, that was the choice. Which also, you know, fuck it. It's a TV show. Why not have Blomkamp direct some episodes? Like, I feel like you could just recycle whatever the fuck they were going to do in those movies Is and he just doing bring RoboCop some shit now? in here. Is he doing RoboCop now? No, that got canceled, remember? Right. Yeah. I don't even know what he's doing now because I heard that Demonic movie wasn't so good, which made me sad. Oh. Yeah, but... uh. I don't know what he's doing next. Hopefully, some Halo shows. <laughs> that would be nice. But hey, man, the trailer looks great. Yeah, like it, like in terms of like just sticking to like Halo lore and like the designs and the the visual aesthetic. It's exactly what how you would imagine this to look like. And I can't if you're like a diehard Halo fan, I can't imagine you not being happy. What are they gonna do though? Are they just gonna adapt the games, or is this looking like an original story? Um, I think they're I think they're just get, they're gonna be adapting the Halo lore. Like just the general like Halo lore starting from the combat evolved. Hmm. Could be wrong there though. I'm not. I'm not a big Halo encyclopedia. I do love Halo though. Uh, Hellblade too. <laughs> did you see this trailer? Yes. This looks really cool. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like the biggest thing is like oh, okay, the transition between like big cinematic cutscenes and gameplays. Oh my god, seamless. seamless. Yeah. Seamless. Yeah. It looks really nice. What? When's this coming? There's no date for this yet. And if you uh, actually try and sit down and look for the point where it cuts, it's like impossible. <laughs> it's I can kind of assume yeah, where it is. Yeah, you can kind of find it. Yeah, it, but it's like, very it like the closest thing I could uh, I can compare this to is like oh okay this is very similar to like how God of War approached like the directing style uh, kind of the directing approach of God of yeah, War yeah like that continuous one shot like type of thing. 2016 or 2017? What? When did that game come out? God of War? Yeah. 2018. Oh, 2018. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't 2017 was a uh, was Red Dead. Ah. And then that God of War came out right after, I believe. Okay. Could be wrong, though. though. What else looks interesting no here? Um, <laughs> hey, oh, open world Sonic. Sonic Frontiers. Yeah, about, about time. time. Yeah. Oh, and the Sonic, the, the Hedgehog 2 trailer, which actually looks pretty exciting. A lot of people are actually really excited for that, yeah. I mean, did you see the first movie? Yeah. It's not no, bad. I haven't. It's sorry. not bad. It's, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> it, it's look. It's honestly, it's a. Decent, I'll watch it. It's a I, decent movie to like turn off. If your it's brain ever playing to. on TV, I'll just put it on the background. Literally that type of movie. Yeah, yeah. But like, it was good enough for me to actually be excited to see this, like to see a sequel. The for idea this. of it just Hellboy just looking up Knuckles lore. Yeah, oh, that and just like, like his voice is so funny. It's pretty hype. I love I'm not it. Lie. Like I'm, I'm actually kind of excited. I can imagine like all the like, all like the 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 Brad the Braddy Sonic fans is like, fucking going ham for this shit. Dude, my favorite thing from all this is when um i follow an account called uh pixel what Chris Raw. Chan thinks of sonic I, Hedgehog. I, I i don't i don't care his movie uh, the movie do you think he liked it did you even see it i don't know <laughs> i don't i don't know what the fuck see a lot to see it <laughs> christine's in jail <laughs> <laughs> um the, um the, what's the thing with the with this one? Oh yeah um i follow an account on twitter called pixel raw and my favorite thing oh, coming up. Picks that go hard. Yeah. Picks that go no, hard. There, yeah. There's, there's one that's called Picks that go, pick that go Raw. And then there's one that goes Picks that go hard. Okay. I, I, I follow Raw. 
And my favorite was he he tweeted this out being like, yo, stop submitting the, the, these fucking photos. And it's just the same photo of Knuckles grabbing Sonic in ball form. <laughs> Hype. It doesn't go hard, though. It go yeah, yeah. I, Raw, if I may I argue. Um, What else? What else? Okay, no. The Sonic Frontiers looks cool. Coming next holiday. This looks like a cool open world. Sonic of the Wild. This is literally – that's now a genre. That's so weird for me to say. That, like, Breath of the Wild is essentially a new genre now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that sounds cool Nar- though. And I was about to say Naruto. Naruto. Nintendo has o- has been known to stick to uh what works for them. You know, well, I mean, that's Sega. What? Oh wait, no, sorry, sorry, just like sorry, I'm so sorry. When I mean Nintendo, I mean like just that genre of like games oh, in general. Yeah, I, I I I pulled out I pulled out a a boomer of video game. Oh, everything's a Nintendo. Yeah, uh, card right there. <laughs> that's I mean, literally that, our parents. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> No, but like, I, no, genuinely, like at least that genre of video games, like everything, like you know, if something like Breath of the Wild like works just so well, why not just putting into everything? Because yeah. hey, Pokemon, Kirby, now, you know, you know, I, you know what? Not even Idris Elba is the most exciting part about the sequel for me. It's the fact that they actually got Jim Carrey to come back, and like he's going full kooky again for Eggman. They're doing the fucking Emerald. They're doing the Chaos Crystals. It's so weird. That's, so, that's cool. I love it. Uh, they, they, oh, they're definitely going to do Super Saiyan Sonic then. Yeah, no, for sure. They're yeah. doing Super Sonic and then, God, imagine the internet when fucking Rouge the Bat shows up. Oh, well, hell I, That's yeah. going to be... What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Lola Bunny who? Like. Yeah, exactly. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's keep it Big going. Big titty bat. Um, yeah, no, DLC, the delicious last course yeah, for Cuphead. Yeah, fucking keep going. You never played Cuphead? Yeah, it's fine. It's cool, though. It's cool. Sure. Oh, you, this shit bothered me. Telltale's making two games that aren't The Wolf Among Us 2, even oh, though shit, they came right. out Telltale's of fucking still, bankruptcy and shit. Yeah, Telltale's still kind of a thing, right? Uh, kind of alive. They're doing... Okay, it's Dramatic Labs, which is a developer that includes over 20 former staff from Telltale. They're making a Star Trek game called Resurgence uh, coming out in 2022. Like, I feel like... I, we've had so many Star Trek things called Resurgence. That's what it feels like, right? right? Like, that, What's the Tom Hardy movie? That one's called Insurrection, isn't it? I, I don't know. Some shit like that. But it sounds like it, there should be an R somewhere in there. And then they're doing a tell. Then Telltale Games is officially doing a game based on The Expanse, the Amazon TV show, which I know exists, but I just don't. I haven't seen anything about I think it. it kinda, I think like calling it the Amazon TV show kind of downplays it, doesn't it? Dude, that fucking award show mentioned prime so much like it oh god it's just i hate the game awards i generally do because they're just an opportunity to announce shit no but it's just a shallow fucking marketing tool and shit they did they all award shows are yeah but like shows are like they barely acknowledge the fact that of the the shit going on in blizzard they they didn't even mention him by name or talked about any of the workers trying to go union you know like which makes sense because you expect them to though no yeah because they're sponsored by amazon exactly of course they're not but it's just fucking annoying, man. Because, like, look. It, let's like, keep it going. There's a lot of things we yeah, can skip over. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Wolf Among Us 2. Where is that? Plague Tale Requiem. That's getting a thing. Uh, Dune Spice Wars. Uh, RTS game coming out. <laughs> so funny. The name Spice Wars is just funny to me. So funny, yeah. Did you see this game called Slitterhead from the Silent Hill creator? A lot of people This are, looked cool. Yeah, it, so it's, it's kind of like um, the... Uh, it's kind of like the, uh, the Silent Hills creator's next uh, big project-ish kind of. Yeah. Um, the same composer, too, coming yeah. back. Um, and, like, people get, I guess, uh, Silent Hills vibes off of it, even though you could basically kind of say that about anything, They were any they modern were, horror game. They were also, like, 
rudely teasing the existence of a new Silent Hill throughout this whole game too. Because Del Toro shows up right after Kojima, who said that like he's going to show up next year with something, Kojima. And then right after that, it was basically him. Uh, it was basically a, vent, a way for him to plug Del Toro's new movie, to plug Nightmare Alley. Mm. Then to- Del Toro shows do you think, up. Do you think Del, Do you think uh, Kojima will will have a cameo in uh, in Nightmare Alley? Yeah, that'd be really funny. Like how they did it until it's like some freak show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be yeah, funny. Yeah. I hope so. Now, I, now you say that, I hope so. But then Del Toro shows up right afterwards, right? And he's talking about the game awards, how they're important and shit like that. And then somewhere in the middle of his di- uh, of his speech, he's like. Oh, Silent Hills. They should really make a new one of those. Straight up. Just says that in the middle of the fucking award show. What? Yeah. And everybody's like, ha, ha, ha. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Don't give me hope. Uh, <laughs> don't give me hope. <laughs> Among Us VR, Saints Row gameplay trailer. Cool. That that one actually looks pretty yeah. cool. I'm excited for more Saints Row. <laughs> Among Us VR is just sound. That just sounds dirty. I don't know why. It just feels, I just feel weird by that. You've been poisoned by the internet, Raw. True. <laughs> been dead pilled. Uh, uh, Warhammer Space Marines two got announced. That looks fucking That's sick. sick. Saber Interactive working on this. Um, I just man, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. I didn't know they like. I didn't. I had no idea that uh, they were Warhammer's a Space Marines Marine, game. No, I'm talking about Space Marine. I didn't oh, know that yeah, was a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah until yeah. after I saw this trailer, and I'm like, oh shit. A lot of people. This the looks first... really fun. This is exactly what I was hoping for for a Warhammer game. A lot of people's first introduction to Warhammer, if it's not from the tabletop. Uh, is Space Marine. No, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, and like... It's a good game. This is a good game. No, and you see a little bit of gameplay at the end of this trailer. It's like... It's a lot of like Gears of War. Yeah, no, this is literally what I was hoping for. Yeah. Because the Space Marines are some of the... Literally the coolest designs from that whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Straight up make a game... Make a Gears ripoff of that. It's basically what it is. Yeah. No, it looks cool. I'm, I'm excited for this. I didn't know this was a thing. Gears ripoff in a good way, though. No, yeah. yeah. I mean that as a compliment. Uh, Did you see the Gollum trailer? No, I don't care. Yeah, it was just a cinematic. They didn't even show any gameplay, which is weird. And I'm just scrolling That's through all it. this stuff. Yeah, just a lot of indies. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Horror Game got announced from... Online um, multiplayer horror game. Yeah. Makes sense. Friday the 13th was huge. Huh? Friday the 13th was huge. Yeah, but it's weird because now, like, Leather Leatherface is in Dead by Daylight, so they're just essentially doing this as a I was going to say, game. serial killer games are a thing now. Well, they've been yeah. a thing for the last few years. Isn't uh, that isn't that the, the new Evil Dead game gonna be that basically? No, yeah, like basically. a Friday the Thirteenth kind of. It, kind it's of al- also made by the guys who are doing Space Marine, so I assume probably more more combat. I that one, Evil Dead for me, visually or alone, gameplay wise, just reminds me more of like Left for Dead. You know, mm. it looks more like that to me, mm, but right. just from a third person. Yeah, because that that's third person. Fucking Left for Dead's always that was always first person, right? Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's just about it. Oh, that's this fucking. It was a weird fucking industry plug. They had a moment where they were talking about, like, gamers' favorite music this year. <laughs> and, that, like, I think either at number three or number two, it was X. <laughs> and it, and you just have like to... Like the Tacion? Yeah, X-tacion. yeah. And you just have to have Jeff Keighley or some random announcer just butcher the shit out of that name. Tentacion! I think it was worse than that. Tentation. Tentation. Yeah, something like that. I remember somebody said Genshin Impact. They pronounced that as Genshin Impact. <laughs> Stupid. And that's it for the Game Awards, thankfully. That's it with news, too, right? Yeah, no, I think we're done with news. Fuck yeah! Yeah, holy shit! It's actually not bad time. Yeah, now we're in a, in a, almost an hour and a half. Yeah, let's keep let's keep this quick. We gotta keep it brief. We gotta, I got shit to do tonight. Same here, same here. <laughs> what, uh, how's your week been, buddy? It's been fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> after after all of like literally just us projecting our anxieties about the future for in like the, the first like yeah. 30 40 minutes it's been okay it's just the thing is like what else could we say when whenever we're asked how are you how are you oh yeah you know well like, i mean like when it's us too okay you know? yeah when it's us it's like how are you i'm fucking shit man. yeah this yeah. is horrible like, it's different but if it's like some random random person how are you man i'm doing fucking terrible yeah. <laughs> i am literally at the lowest point of my life you know like it's sucks? insane like you, you, like the customer like the normal response that people you know say when they ask you oh like hi good morning how are you like my my response has always been i'm okay for no not i'm good like, I don't know why. I just brush <laughs> it off because I because hey, fun fa- fun fact about me, I don't talk about my emotions. So whenever so, whenever somebody that's like not within our circle, yeah, asks us stuff like that, I'm usually yeah, I'm fine. So how are you doing? You know, I just yeah. immediately just I immediately make it about you. It's like, the equivalent of like the the happy face Wojak the mask. With the like, like angry crying face right end. My right favorite, my it. favorite one of that is like crying face Wojak with a mask that's crying face Wojak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny too. This is the same face again. <laughs> I saw one that was about NFTs, and it was the same thing, but at the front, it's just the monkey, the lazy monkey. <laughs> Wojaggy. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. How see. are you? What, what have you watched? What have you done? I'm like six or seven episodes into Blade Runner Black Lotus, the Blade Runner anime. How bad is it? It's not bad. It's just very... How not good is it? It's very middle of the road. That's what it is. You're me. not convincing me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, 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 that I wasn't, like that the, wasn't the intention. Man. The animation just looks really ugly. It's, like, it doesn't it, look like something for Blade Runner. It, it's not... It that, looks like Beware the Batman. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, it's not that it's ugly to me. It's that it's very awkward and slow. And it has that problem. I'm watching it dubbed, obviously, on Toonami every week. But it has that problem where... Which I guess you could kind of see as like a cool little thing if you're into this sort of shit, where it feels like a 2000 CG anime, in all terms, in all retro, in in all aspects. Like the dubbing is awkward and kind of overdramatic. The CG obviously is probably like you know it's questionable. It, you know what it feels like? You remember? I don't know if you ever saw these movies, but like you remember seeing the trailer for the Appleseed CG movies? Back no. in the two thousands, you don't remember Appleseed, maybe shit like that. that. Um, they were it was basically like Ghost in the Shell. You know, Gantz, G A N T. Yeah, it looked like that. That's what this this show feels like. It feels like Gantz, in the weirdest way possible. Like in a way that I'm not really vibing with, but it's okay. You know, like the story is fine. It's literally. It's about this amnesia, uh, this woman named Elle. She's an amnesiac, and it's trying to figure out what happened to her, and is she real, is she not? Like, is she really human, is she really not? And, like, the, it, it's basically tied into this whole conspiracy theory regarding the Wallaces, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Badger, Doc Badger shows up as a supporting character. Which I was going to say, cool do any characters, thing. like, from... It, show up. It's really just um, Doc. I, I think it'd be sick as fuck if Wallace shows up. No, uh, that's the thing. Um, Neander Wallace shows up, nice. but it's he, it's funny. He's played by Wes Bentley, but it's a young Neander Wallace before he, he got blind. How does he look? Just like design. Does um, he look like Jared Leto. He doesn't look like Jared Leto. He looks like he. he oh God, what's a good? He looks like L from Death Note, but with darker hair. And like a weird like coat. Yeah, how much darker can you get than black? Like <laughs> no, because L was uh wasn't L fucking no not L my bad. You mean light? Not... Okay. It looks like light. Okay. Like a like a CG light. 
but with like futuristic clothes and shit like that. No beard or anything. He has eyes, which is w- interesting. Like he's not blind in, in uh, when we meet him at this point in the series. It's like 20, 15, 20 years before the events of 2049. Mm-hmm. And that's really it. Brian Cox is playing his dad and it's really not that much to it. Like there's interesting, there's an interesting cast to this, but like the line delivery is choppy. It's a weird feeling show. It's a weird pace show. It's they, dubbed on Adult Swim. It's dubbed on Adult Swim. You could see it subbed on Crunchyroll too, I think. And it, you know what the weird, the weirdest thing I I have, a, the biggest problem I have with it? Like I don't mind the musicians themselves. The score is done by Black Lo- by uh, Flying Lotus, which is cool. It's fine, but yeah. like you know, there's barely any tracks that really stand out. Each episode ends on kind of like a pop synth wave anthem that just feels so ob- like obnoxiously obvious. And it just, like it, it seems like they're like they're trying too hard. Like to, Alessia Cara songs play in, during okay. the credits, and they play during the opening, and it just doesn't match the vibe I get with this show it doesn't match the vibe i get with blade runner you know Mm -hmm. it just doesn't match it's fine it if you want if like watch it with with caution i guess it's not really like super interesting right now but it's it's okay like it's really just a middle of the road cyberpunk revenge story that's what it feels like right now. so not worth watching really kind of no you know it's like a curiosity watch okay yeah you know it's not though this new season of always sunny I'm like four episodes in. I I I want to make it an effort. Season right 15, now, by the way. <laughs> right now, I'm watching uh, Seinfeld, and so I've been watching. Funny. Amazing, amazing. I think I'm. I think after I just go through all of Seinfeld, I'm just gonna completely just binge all of It's Always Sunny. Because the thing with It's Always Sunny, I binge like the first six seasons intensely <laughs> back in like middle school was that when you were doing archer too or no archer was after no archer was no, no archer was way after okay way after yeah like i, I binge like a, a lot of seasons of it's always sunny back back in the old pirating days <laughs> <laughs> um you can't like, hurt us we're a podcast <laughs> you can't hurt me it was years ago um <laughs> you're no. only digging a hole for yourself <laughs> no but like like I, I never like continued watching after a certain point. Like I would see like episodes here and there, like on FX, you know, whenever yeah shows up. But like I never sat down and like watched everything. So like sometimes I'm lost when it comes to like it's always sunny references, and I hate that because I love it's always sunny. That's like a perfect show, basically. It really is, and it's it's incredible how. Those spoil, like, please, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. It's it's funny because the first four episodes. Funny enough, feel like the most topical they've ever been. Another thing about It's Always Sunny, for anybody who's never seen it or never heard of it, you will never meet a cast of, a cast of characters that will commit harder to their roles oh, than yeah. these fucking people. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking funny. Like, Mac looks like Razor Ramon. He looks like Scott Hall this yeah, season. Yeah, isn't he, like, fucking hot now and gay? Well, no, yeah, I mean, he, he, he's been gay for a couple seasons now, like, officially. He That's finally came so out of the closet. Funny. In one of the, literally... The most cin- actually the most cinematic scene of the entire show. Oh it's, yeah, because it's in the uh, in the prison, the yeah. dance sequence. It's beautiful. Yeah. it's a- like not even joking. It's unironically beautiful. Yeah, um, he's like ripped, gay, and he just dress. This whole season, he just has his hair slicked back. He looks like Scott Hall. I I, I was gonna tweet this afterwards, but like fuck it. Like I was saying now, like if if they were to do a fucking Razor Ramon Scott Hall biopic, it should be Rock McElhaney. because he looks exactly like uh, like Scott Hall right now. Search up Max season fifteen. Like it, he looks just like him. 
You remember Scott Hall, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, how much wrestling do you really know? When I'm like, when I'm saying this in my head, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm I'm four episodes <laughs> in. <laughs> what, what's the picture? <laughs> yes. That's the ice rink he episode. Like, dude, he looks like Riff Raff. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not that one that I'm looking at. There, he's wearing like tropical shir- uh, shirts. He's wearing tropical tees this season. That's his whole shtick. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom in. Good. He looks just like him for some reason. It's crazy. The cast. They all look great. They still look great. They look yeah. great. Even they haven't really Danny aged. Danny DeVito. Like, Danny DeVito hasn't aged. No, he no. He's aged a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the show at least. That's a wrinkly old man. <laughs> yeah, but like in the show, I mean. <laughs> eh, eh, I guess. But, but I gotta say, it's funny. Funny enough. See, 15, tep- 15 seasons in, this has become the most topical season they've ever done because they actively talk about the election in 2020. The first episode is literally called 2020, A Year in Review. And the premise is a tax, a tax, coll- yeah, a tax collector comes in. Isn't that, wait, did, wasn't that the title of one of our shows? I'm pretty sure. Well, fuck, it That's probably funny. was. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Uh, the premise is a tax, co- uh, tax collector comes in, uh, coming in to pay like three significant uh, amounts of debt, uh, of um, no, of uh, not tax collector, a fucking of loans that the guy that the gang is has taken, and it's just the premise is essentially what they did during the year of 2020 and how it technically was connected to how 2020 ended up being, which is really funny, and they, like they're actively they're explicitly referencing Rudy Giuliani and like <laughs> and Kanye West and and the election and shit. It's really funny. They mentioned the pandemic, I assume. Oh yeah, the pandemic, like yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an actual plot point in the show. Um, and did then they do a mask episode, huh? Did they do a mask episode. There's there's some scenes where they're just talking in masks and stuff. It's really funny. <laughs> it, well, that's not the funnier part. It's the I, I don't want to spoil. I love it. how their bar never changes too. Oh the yeah, the bar just never changes. It's the same shit how it's always been. You no, know, and, and in a warehouse. And, in like. the, and, and at the same time, their episodes just get like progressively stupider, but like at the same time, brilliant. No, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. The fourth episode, straight up, is just called "D gets replaced by a monkey," <laughs> and, and it's you know what's the best part? They don't actually bring a a real monkey on set. They bring in a CG monkey that like brings them beers and shit, and it's so stupid because the like it's it's Mac, Dennis, and uh, Charlie and and Frank. Just having like a really serious discussion of what they want to do the with their CG lives, and then a CG monkey is just giving them in. beers. No, 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 they're just sitting at the like bar. Off camera, like. yeah, no, you just see a CG hand go like, "Uh, oh, thanks, monkey," says Frank or some shit like that. And it's just a monkey pouring beer for them. Imagine getting paid every year to just make bullshit with your friends. <laughs> yeah, for the last sixteen years. Oh man, we talk about like the unknown producer, but like, thank God that that's one of those. Always Sunny is one of those stories. I I found out about this recently where. Thankfully, the producer's input was the best thing that ever happened in the show. Because yeah. before Always Sunny was Always Sunny, it was supposed to be like an entourage ripoff where yeah. it's about a bunch of actors trying to make a break and living with themselves, living uh, with each other in an apartment called like roomies or some shit living like that. Living with themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and a producer looked at this and was like, nah, fuck that. Change it to a bar in Philadelphia. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> and it, it's beautiful. It worked out tremendously. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love to have to uh, what's the term to uh, be in the same be in the same I guess entertainment oh, yeah. space as like the people of like it's always sunny because goddamn they like created something that's so special you know and like it also just seems so fun you're literally making a show with your best friends that yeah. and like think about it it's like and 20- Danny DeVito <laughs> it's like think about it, it's like like 
It's Always Sunny is going to be one of those shows that is going to endlessly inspire so many things coming later. Like, especially, like, even if, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if we if we ever end up writing a comedy, I'm pretty sure it'd be just a spiteful or something like It's Always Sunny. You it wouldn't be a comedy. It'd just be really sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just funny. Yeah, it'd be better than the one <laughs> our boss did. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> oh, no, stop. Let's not talk about that. Anyway, yeah. uh... What were we talking about? Yeah. So yeah, it's always something's good. No, yeah. Good stuff. The, the CG monkeys, fucking <laughs> capital riots. It's fucking hilarious. I'm gonna get back so into it. So it's always sunny. Uh, That's the other good thing about always sunny. You don't have to watch it in order. Either. It's, a, it's the same thing with Seinfeld. You can watch it, any episode in any like, order. Okay, it's, I get it's all just shuffle. I get it, and you're right. But the thing is, it's so sad. It's so gratifying whenever you get to like a random episode and it calls back to a joke previously that you already know. Oh yeah. You for get sure. me like that. You get me? That's why, like, I appreciate just trying to, like, watch most shows, you know, at, in order as, yeah. as, much as, as much as I can. I, I'm just saying, like, they're, like, the best type It'll of be sitcoms. Be a part skipper. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, the best type of sitcoms. Yeah. Where you can really just watch any of them in any order. And you'd still enjoy it because it's just it's, – it's a tightly knit episode unless it's, like, a two-parter or something, which they are going to do. <laughs> which I won't spoil, but it's really fucking funny. Um you know, where like you know, it's a it's a fun, it's a tight knit, twenty two minute episode where it has a beginning, middle, and end, and you don't have to worry about anything else. But it's also very very funny. That's the best part about it. Yeah, yeah, that's really fun. Um, okay, I did see House of Gucci, but I know you're I'm dying going to, to watch see it. it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Dying's funny. definitely worse. <laughs> it, no, it is unironically the funniest, one of the funniest films I've seen all year. All right, it we're is, gonna put a pin on that. It is Matchstick Men nice. levels of Ridley Scott. He went to he is two and zero, in my book, and my God is Jared Leto so racist in this movie? Hilarious, dude! It is bad. Snorting Parmesan First cheese, of, the, bathing in oil every is day. Is that what it was? That's the quote he gave, right? I don't know, snorting something. Say, no, it was he was just saying racist shit, racist Italian shit, <laughs> and it comes off. And I know, I know for a fact, if you're not gonna, if you don't vibe with this movie, you're not gonna vibe with this movie. I know people hate his performance. To me, he's like. The, he's it's revolutionary <laughs> like, in the funniest fucking way possible it is so bad that it is in, astounding that's what it is all right he plays paolo gucci papa <laughs> why papa why you ha-? he talks like this all the time papa why you have to make me cry that's the thing that's how bad his italian is depend on that we'll he get does, to that he we'll, does we'll, the whole a mega poop a dump a dump jesus christ <laughs> it's the whole sp- it's, it's literally the fucking joke from family guy the bada boopy episode uh thing peter now he's just saying random syllables it's fantastic Great comedy, probably better than Don't Look Up. Okay, yeah. Um, let's see. And yeah, I saw, I saw South Park post COVID. I saw the special. Yeah, yeah. Part two is actually coming out. I think later this week. Nice. Surprisingly, uh, well, it's not really. A I'll surprise. try. And ca- I'll I feel try like and they jump on it if I yeah. have time. <laughs> like they call these things like you know specials that they've been working on for a while. I feel like they cranked that shit out like last week. Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah. that's every that's every episode of South Park. Um. I'm very low effort, high return. Yeah, uh, very middle. I'm I'm very on the fence with this one. I've I'm gonna been, wa- I'm I'm gonna watch it soon. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like what I've been feeling about South Park for the last couple of years. Either way, okay. you know, it's it's not. It hasn't gone into zombie Simpsons territory where it's beyond saving, because <laughs> there are good episodes and there are really good funny moments. 
Cartman being Jewish is the funniest fucking thing. One of the funniest things we've done in years. Yeah. No, just a visual of adult Jewish Cartman is so funny. And him naming his children and his wife being named after, like, the most Jewish things. One of them is literally called uh, Menorah. (laughs) I think his daughter is named Menorah. What are you talking about, Menorah? Yeah. And, like... While he's having sex with his wife, he's just shouting like God Hebrew damn it, shit. Dad! I I just Uncle Kyle pisses me the fuck off. Oh, like. Okay, that's the that's the best part. Like when he shows up in the special, his whole thing is that he's passive, uh, like towards Kyle and everything, because he's a he's a he's a rabbi now. Yeah, <laughs> so fucking funny. And the at least for this special, his arc is that he's being so nice to Kyle. That Kyle just has it, to be a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It pisses him off so much he has to treat him like shit. And it just justifies him being a s- anti-Semite towards him and having his children be anti-Semitic towards him. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes the writing in the show is pretty it's pretty genius, bro. At least, at least when it comes to that, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so funny. With the rest of it, it's just... Is Trey Parker Jewish? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I've never looked that up. I, th- I thought one of them was atheist. Or maybe I'm thinking of Penn and Teller. Maybe both of them. Penn and Teller, one Penn and or Teller are definitely atheists. They hate each other, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah, that was one of the shocking things. I didn't know that. Like they, they just work with each other because they just like you know they just Profit. work. Uh, yeah. yeah, business friends. Yeah. But like in reality, they stopped being friends like decades ago. God, crazy. Uh, no, with with this one, yeah, like yeah, the, the, that's the premise. The boys are all grown up, and Kenny died. Again. <laughs> yeah, again. But they got to figure out who, who killed Kenny. And at the same time, kind of like solve COVID once and for all. It's funny when the when the special pops uh, starts up. It's like yeah, twenty thirty years into the future, the kids are all adults, and it's it opens up with news broadcasts of anchor uh, of anchor people saying, "Yes, finally, COVID is almost over." <laughs> Not even that it's over; it's just almost over. And uh, like you know, the jokes that are in it, some of them are funny. Some of them, you know, some of them land, some of them don't. Like, everything is an extension of a streaming service. So, like, you have the COVID Delta Plus only on FX variant going around. Some shit like that. They're literally making the stuff up as, as, as it went on. And you have some interesting character moments where Stan is essentially just Randy. But there's a reason towards it because, you know, the, the fall of, of uh, Tegrity Weed took a huge toll on both him and randy you know after after all that horrible i don't want to spoil horrible. it it's just fucked up it's, it's so, so bad it's, it's so it's so, so fucked, dark but like one of the punchlines for a joke involving that is so fucking funny which one is it i can't remember <laughs> it all stands oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was all stands fault, randy <laughs> oh, oh man and like, like that, that that's what it mainly focuses on stan and his uh, wife, who is just Alexa and Amazon Alexa, but is essentially just the same premise of fucking uh, Joy from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Just sadder, <laughs> yeah. Just, sadder. No, but just meaner to him too. Yeah. Just giving him shit all the God time. Fucking damn it, <laughs> Stan! Why don't you fucking just help your friends already? Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's not even her like th- like um like tuning out like digitally. She just walks out the door <laughs> like an angry wife. <laughs> it's so funny, uh, and. Yeah, you know, the, the the jokes are you know they're they're kind of like they're 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 very low hanging fruit. That's what it kind of bothers me. Like aside from Cartman being Jewish, which is kind of low hanging fruit in itself, but 
Every, everything just kind of feels like predictable. <laughs> you say that, and I'm just giggling and chuckling. No, like yeah, that. because it is funny. <laughs> but like the 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 things that they, the other jokes that they bring uh, uh, us along with this, and the plot itself, it's just it's very predictable. It's exactly what you expect, and that's what kind of sucks, you know. And that's what I've been kind of feeling about South Park for the last five years, really. You know, and it, it's sad, but, like, that's just the harsh reality of it. And we got, what, 10 more seasons of it coming? Yeah, <laughs> no, what is it, 17 more specials oh and then, God. like, three, four more seasons? I don't want them to do more of this. I want them to branch out and do other stuff. And as, I was going to say, I would love it if, Tra- if, if Trey Parker and Matt Stone, like, actually, like, made another film. Another Team America type of, type of yeah, deal. Yeah, I mean, shit, they've been trying to make Book of Mormon. They've been trying to turn Book of Mormon into a movie forever. Oh. I'd rather see that day one than fucking West Side you Story. You audition. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that would be really fun. Hey, why not? Yeah, that would be really... Oh, God, I, I love Book of Mormon so much. Yeah, it's a great show. It's so fucking great funny. Great show, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, I, that's what I wish they could do, you know. And I get it. South Park is their baby. They've said it multiple times, you know, and they, and they mean it. It's just... You could definitely see the steam... Like, that. the, the energy's not there anymore, you know? That's what's kind of sad about it. The engine's rusting. Yeah, like, it's still interesting, but it's... I'm, I worry that it will get into a Simpsons territory where yeah. it's just... They just renew it because it's the fucking flagship Comedy Central show. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing more to say to it, really. But that's really it. Um, uh, hey, before we talk about JoJo and Spider-Man, you want to talk about Halo? Or was there anything else that came in your week? Um, I've been continuing One Piece because lately, I don't know, I've just been, like, obsessed with, like, just One Piece in general. How far are you in again? Not that far. I'm still in Skypia. Uh, I kind of took. I, I, what'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still in Skypia, um, and that's still relatively early, uh, within um, w- within like One Piece, and I'm around chapter two hundred and eighty something around there. Uh, yeah, you're laughing because it's like, yeah, relatively early. Like, <laughs> no, 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 not that. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I'm listening, but I I was scrolling through Twitter and I found this meme. It's just a picture of Ask uh, Oscar. They, <laughs> the captions like they really named this bitch ass sucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, my but, I'm, bra- um, I'm brain dead. But yeah, how many fine. episodes? Yeah, but yeah, no, no, I've uh, I've just uh, I'm around uh, chapter two hundred eighty something. Um, and who's I mean, shown up yet? Has Frankie shown up yet? No, 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 no. That's way down the line. Okay, that's has Chopper shown up yet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, like okay. I, I'm already I'm already at the point where Chopper's part of the crew, Robin's part of the crew. And, like, I think this is going to be the crew for a little bit. Um, fucking, it's really good. Uh, obviously, you know, I love it. Uh, uh, I'm reading it, and then every time there's, like, a really big fight, I just go and watch the episode. Mm. Uh, because, you know, the thing with One Piece is, like, the pacing isn't great with the anime. It's not. Uh, but the manga is obviously much better, you know, Oda. Yeah, um, yeah loving that. Uh, well, I mean, when, yeah, when they definitely get to the big fights in the anime, that's when it's so Oh, it's so good. Sure. It's amazing. Ooh, yeah. It's amazing. Did you get to the <laughs> iconic one where he goes... I don't gear know two. how is gear it gear two or gear gear two? I think so. It's it's that big iconic fight where like it's in a white background and Luffy is just super fucking pissed. Yeah, and gear he just two. goes ballistic on I this one guy. I think it's gear two. Okay. Um, I remember that was like one of the moments in One Piece that I saw out of context. Uh, out of context, where it's like, fuck, that looks super cool. Yeah, no, One Piece. It's just like One Piece is so original. The thing that's the thing with One Piece. It's like you can't put one finger on it. Like there's just so many like things that it has and that anybody can enjoy that there really is there will never be another story like one piece if we're being honest do you think when it eventually ends do you think they'll do like a like a one piece kai no 
where they could kind of like cut out the filler. I don't think. Oh well, sure, it. sure. Yeah. I see that happening. I mean, they kind of already did with the movies. The with movies the re- are just filler, though. With the recap movies, no, no, no. The recap. Oh, movies. Oh, they have recap movies. Yeah, they like have recap ones. I didn't know it, this. It basically, it's just it's feature length, like cut down versions of the arcs with oh, okay. the updated like animation and art style. I know. And I, I know. Uh, Attack on Titan does that. I didn't. I didn't know no, yeah. Movies. Um, they definitely. Yeah, yeah. One Piece already kind of does that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, <coughs> loving it. It's you know. Oh, the One Piece. You know, what what, what is in there? To I, love? I gotta oh. get back on it. Like, really, my big two things right now were just. Like in terms of watching anime, obviously it's Blade Runner. I'm caught up on Food Wars, and uh, it's those two. I mean JoJo, obviously, which we'll talk about in a second. About now. And um, then Super Crooks too, which I'm a, I, I'm I a, haven't finished yet, but it's fun. I'm gonna start Super Crooks. Super Crooks, 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 Crooks. Eventually, um, but yeah, no. Uh, One Piece. Uh, um, I. Well, yeah, we started watching JoJo, me, both me and Raul. Uh, that's about it for me. Oh, Halo Infinite, before I get into that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, um, I've been playing a lot of it. Campaign? So fun. Not campaign, not yet. I will. Um, I really want to. Open World looks crazy. Um, I'm hearing a lot of really good praise for that. Yeah, no, that uh, it's great. The game, the sandbox is amazing. Like, just like, it feels like old Halo in the sense where, like, you, it almost feels like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, with the mechanics of the game, it allows you to just have fun and do crazy shit. Man, it's almost like them delaying that game by almost a year and a half or something. It's one like of the that. biggest turnarounds. The they've done. It's one of the biggest, like, production turnarounds, I think, like, like that they were going to see in a while. Yeah, because you know, Tamo Cyberpunk can never do this. No, I mean, and we like, thought I I was under the impression. I don't know if it was the same with you, but like I was still expecting this game to still be shit. Yeah, when it I was mean, coming out, obviously Halo Guardians was horrible, one of the worst Halos ever. Yeah, and like it, it you know, and they really needed to get this one kind working. of everything was against this game, and it what made it work so much. It what what made it work so well is it's uh insistence on just kind of going back and bringing it back to like basics you know yeah it, it's it doesn't get as overly complicated as halo 4 or halo 5 in terms of like design and technique it has an it has an identity it has a modern halo identity which halo 4 and 5 kind of lacked for years but like a modern halo identity is just the same old halo right it, which is not necessarily a bad it, thing no no it, like no, no no i'm saying like like Infinite now has a proper modern identity, and it's oh. not trying to like kind of be a Call of Duty clone with like Halo Four and Five, mm-hmm. kind of you know trying to stick to that demographic. It finally knows what it is, and it finally has a good footing to like expand. You know, there's not like an identity crisis with Halo like we did, well, like we've had before. Yeah, and it's awesome. And like you know, obviously playing I me mean, just I haven't even played with friends yet, but playing solo is just so fun. Get out in the morning fucking play a few rounds it's, it's great i've been um, hearing some weird shit about the progression and the yeah, battle terrible. pass going on What's, yeah can you elaborate on that a little it's, bit yeah, i know something i i basically like you have to buy the battle pass in order to like unlock a lot of like a lot of like what you know you can't unlock because like most of like the customization options are kind of hidden behind a pain wall mm-hmm. because of the battle pass situation. I also, also heard like the, pro- I oh sorry. No, just progressing in general, leveling up is very slow. As yeah, well. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah, super slow. I also heard the the playlist for modes because it's essentially when you're playing multiplayer, like it, it changes modes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the reward system is really complicated because you like say for example. What's t- what's the what's the name what's their name for team deathmatch? Slayer. For Slayer, yeah. There's apparently objectives in Slayer, for example, that 
you have to do only in Slayer. And the problem is, like, the playlist is so fucking randomized that, like, yeah. you only get to play Slayer once or twice every it's hour hard to, and a half. You're talking about the challenges. Yeah, yeah. That's an issue because, like, I guess, like, with most, like, modern FPSs, like Call of Duty and Battlefield and such, like, a way around kind of buying the Battle Pass and, you know, like, actually playing the game without giving your money to it is, like, kind of making these complicated challenges in order to unlock these things. And, like... You need to your game needs to be set up in a way where navigation for those challenges and and kind of going through the motions to a pinpoint what you need to do for those challenges. It needs to be simple. It needs to be kind of consumable, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the way like Halo's UI is set up and like the way it kind of breaks everything down, it's a little confusing. You kind of can't really like like there's not an option that lets you like oh like. When you press like start, your objective is pinpointed right there. It's pinned to your start button. A lot of you know Call of Duty have done that in the past. Like let's say you're trying to get like a specific uh, uh skin for your weapon, you need to do uh ten sliding kills and team deathmatch. This is and that. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that kind of breaks it down mid game for you, so you kind can track your progress properly. Mm. And like it's you know. It's a detriment to the game if you're trying to stick to it and feel fulfilled, you know, feel like you're actually getting shit accomplished. Yeah. You know, and, like, I don't typically like buying battle passes, you know, unless it's a game I usually play a lot. Like Did you buy it for this one? I did, no, not yet. Okay. Um, I'm probably going pl- to buy the campaign and the battle pass at the same time when I end up doing it because I really do want to play the campaign. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for a guy who hasn't really played Halo since Halo 4, I- I've played a little bit of 5, not, as mu- not that much. I, you know, it feels like Halo 3 again. It feels like I can play this, like, next to a friend split screen. I can't physically. But, <laughs> yeah. like, it, if this definitely feels like the game that, like, you'd be spending up till 4 in the morning playing with your friends, you know? Do you do you think the esports element of it can be taken seriously? or No, yeah. Can, like, do you think there's more potential in this becoming more of an esports franchise again? Uh, yeah, again? I, or I mean, is, like, it more, is it still in that same chaotic space that we were I mean, talking about before when we had this conversation? Like, I guess, like, the thing with Halo, it's, it's a sandbox, and, like, yeah. you, you kind of can do... There's no right way to play the game. It's not like Call of Duty where you're just running through hallways, finding people, mm-hmm. ducking cover and shit. Like, you know, you can manipulate... You know, there's, like... There's... There's manipulative, there's manipulatable uh, vehicles and items and, you know, things you can throw around and jump around with. And you have the zero gravity option, you know. There's still that cha- chaoticness factor of Halo that, like, you know, kind of makes it more complicated to put in that setting. Like, and I guess in, in a, you know, gaming competition setting. Yeah. But, like, you can get creative with it, you know. And, you know, Forge still isn't isn't here yet we have to wait a few months what's forge forge is basically your like level creator and you can basically create different levels and like people get really oh. like creative with it and they can uh and they can make like entirely separate game modes off like just the create features in forge we don't have that yet and once we get more of that i guess user input like the, pl- the actual player input to be put into this you know i think we will have something that'll last for years I think Infinite Infinite is the first time we've had rocky foundation for a Halo game. And this is something we can build off of, you know. And this could be something rocky, that... Rocky or solid, you mean? No, solid. I mean, oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. I, I, I meant rock solid foundation. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. Um, 
this is the first time in a while where a Halo game has launched and everybody can agree it's it's fun. It's fun to play Halo again. That, thank God. Yeah, no. Felt like forever. Yeah, honestly. no, genuinely. No, yeah. Uh and I and I know like like we shit on three four three a lot. When it comes to like you know, Halo I don't hate Halo Four. I like Halo Four. No, I, 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 it's a, I, it's I an know. Okay game. I know it has its defenders, but like you know, I'm re- I've been reading some of the Bloomberg uh, stuff about its development cycle and everything, and like I, the best thing uh, I I said this already, but like I'll say it again. The best thing that game um did, like the 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 best thing the team did for that game was not have it be a launch title for the Series X and S. Yeah, hundred percent. Because, like, did you did you know that they were going to try to do Zelda like puzzles with the grappling hook? God. Yeah, they were trying to Zeldafy Halo and God. Like that, that like even as somebody who doesn't even play Halo, that doesn't sound like something that would make sense at all for a fucking franchise like that. You know, I, I I'm glad that it's getting the praise that it's getting, and I'm glad that it's I'm glad that it is more Halo. You know. Like at least from this for this franchise in particular, I think it really needed that, you know, to really just keep going, and that's nice. I it makes me excited because like I want to get I you know I'm still saving up for my PC and I I, I want to get that rig set up. I do want to play Halo, you know. I want to play Halo multiplayer. It's a system seller. It's yeah. Like if you want to, if you're thinking about getting a PC to play Halo, oh my god, like that's that should be your first priority because like it's so fun. Speaking of speaking of like Halo. Being Halo again, how toxic is are the matches? Nobody like, stay. You can't stay in lobbies. That's the thing. Oh, really? You can talk. You can talk online. You you can talk while you're playing the game, but nobody stays in lobbies. So you can't talk shit after. Oh, uh, sucks too. But like, is it has it gone toxic for you when you play or no? No, no. I just play alone. Like I, I like usually like my usual routine routine with video games. It's I'm, I'm, I'm a busy guy, so like I can only really like play in the mornings. Mm-hmm. So like I usually just find a YouTube video, put it on my second monitor, and then my main monitor, I'm playing something. Right. So I'm usually not talking to people, and I usually don't like hearing people while I'm playing. Oh, so you have it all muted anyway. I can't find the mute option for the, ga- for the game chat, for the voice chat. Oh, but it's already muted? No, it's not. Well, like, no. usually. Oh, like, you just put the volume I lower, down. I lower the I voice see. chat, but, like, I can't mute it for some reason. I don't oh, know why. I see, I see. But yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, Halo's great. It's really I fun. Ca- I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it, for it to turn into, like, a... Like a good old 360 era toxic. Mess. If they bring back lobbies, it really can. Yeah, it really can be. Um, yeah, Halo, real fun. Mm. Um, highly recommend it if you're thinking about uh, playing it. Hey, we, JoJo's uh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now let's start talking about the things we've 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 seen we've yeah. seen together. Uh, well, not together, but you know. Yeah. Simultaneously. Um, JoJo Part Six, Stone Ocean. First twelve episodes came out. First twelve episodes. Probably gonna. Take another twelve weeks. Ain't it great that we can finally talk about JoJo at uh, the same time? At the same time, yeah. Ain't talk great? about talk about character development. Like we, we fi- finally reached that point. I'm finally now on the gay. Show. Like <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. It's I mean, great. look. So last time, uh, the the last we left our heroes, you were starting part five or you were like yeah no you were starting part five yeah I was, I, by I this was, point yeah you kind finished of it already and we're all caught up already part five yeah into part six yeah we're about to see yeah we're, we're like i think we're officially both caught up at, at, at the, the same, same point yeah at the same point yeah yeah, yeah. um do you want to talk about anything part five before getting into six or no my hot take being part five's mid i don't yeah, like part lot, five no i don't think it's a hot take a lot of people kind of kind of agree with you on that like, I, I i like it it's it's probably my probably tied for my favorite or second favorite i don't like the stands yeah. that much i don't like the stand users at least that much um 
Giorno, on paper, he's an interesting character. They don't do much with him though. Yeah, you get me. Yeah, like himself, the character, I think he's super interesting. But like, they're just there. There is he's very much in the background for most of it. And like, if I'm being honest, Bucciati is more of a JoJo than uh, Bruno. Giorno Bruno's is. the star of the show. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that everyone Aye! knows that. Arrivederci. Oh, that's so good. So good, dude. And obviously I, the seven-page Muda, a beautiful. This is a great sequence. Amazing. I forgot that we were when I when I was watching the simulcast. I forgot we were reaching that point, and I saw the preview image, and I was like, "That's a really good shot of Jorno's eyes." Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> that's where we got to. Yeah, um, but man, it. Uh, I. The last okay, few yeah, episodes, yeah. I love. Yeah. I, I do love everything going down with like, I guess spoilers for uh, part five, but um. Going into like you know everything involving like Ponorov and like uh, a chariot requiem, uh, that was that was cool. Yeah, I also I love like the creepy implications of it, where it's just like this otherworldly sentient being like with godlike powers, fucking like destroying everything. If and if they don't stop it, everything's fucked. Like I like Wh- when Iraqi fun- gets that. I like when Iraqi gets like to that like cosmic level like. Shit, you know, it's it's funny because it's also an interesting precursor to the shit that we eventually will find in in six, and we've have been seeing in six at least with some of these sand users. I I feel you in Jorno's characterization. I I that's the thing. I I have to take it for what it is. He's just a cool guy that wants to get rid of drugs. I and like, I, I, I like. It the, sucks that there's like so much more character depth that could have been explored. The idea it. of a JoJo with an attitude is awesome. Like yeah. and like not in the same way where Jotaro was just edgy and annoying in part three. <laughs> part three Jotaro specifically, yeah. but like Giorno was like he was like he had an attitude, but he was witty. He was quick with it. Like he like he was like he in many ways like he was almost like the most relatable JoJo. Like next to Josuke, because this is just a guy that I've seen in the streets of Miami my entire life, you know, yeah. like <laughs> giving gelato out to the to the neighboring kids, <laughs> the neighboring kids. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I don't know. I, li- I like part five. I did love not love. I did like part five, though. I think it's probably my second to least favorite part. What, um, what's in the bottom for you? One. One. Yeah. yeah Phantom Blood. Sense, yeah. For me right now, as it stands, haha, um, Kind of like ignoring part six where we're at because I haven't finished it and you know we're not we don't have the right amount of episodes yet. Yeah. So from the five so far, my favorites are probably part four, part two, um, three, five, and one. Yeah. Okay. Three, five, and one. Yeah. Okay. Three and five are also very similar. Yeah. No, they are. Super it, it's similar. straight up just Stardust Crusaders, but yeah. in and gayer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say though, part five to me has the best like tone and aesthetics. Oh yeah. Like that's Joe that's and like it, what JoJo is. And I, I was I was talking to Even more buddy. so than like part four. Yeah, and, and I was talking to our buddy Ramses. I think still I think to this day. No no, Stone Ocean. Stone Ocean's opening is tied for this right now, but fighting gold and fucking Events of the Order. Um no, I mean journal seems great, but like Stone Ocean's opening and um and fighting gold's opening are tied for fucking banger of the entire series. Like part three really opening good. is still my favorite. No, it's it, well, which one? One or the first, first one? Or, uh, when you first get Jonathan, then Joseph, oh then yeah, Jothado. really good. No, that Great. that I mean, intro that's wise, iconic for me. Intro that's, wise, that's one of the best ones. And mm, yeah, no, Sam Proud, Sam Proud, Sam Proud's up there, but I fucking love to me, like, Stone that, Ocean and Fighting like, Gold. I don't know. To me, like that that specific intro is like the iconic JoJo opening. I mean, mm-hmm. like that's like every time I imagine Joe, uh, every time I imagine like JoJo theme song, that's what I imagine. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I think part five is a little mid. Going into part six, from everything we've seen, 12 episodes, again, me and Raw were both caught up. So far, it's it's the most consistently great part of JoJo we've had. While also being the 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 fastest paced one too. Yeah, it's just going. It is go dude, nine it is a slow down. You know how many volumes this shit adapted in twelve episodes? By it was nine. Chapter yeah, fifty chapters. Yes. Fifty fucking chapters. That's insane. There's hundred and fifty three chapters in part six. Marilyn Manson takes place Marilyn in a day. Manson. <laughs> yeah. No, but that just takes place in one day. That's ridiculous. But it's not like and, and even so I say this all at the same time, it's the best episode of the core that we've gotten so far. It's it, it's literally my it's my favorite honestly. It's right like now. the thing with that I've noticed while reading JoJo because I've like I've I think I've read more than I've watched so far mm -hmm. with Araki. It's like he continuously gets better with each part. Each part, like I guess his fabric of JoJo, he irons more of it. You get me? Yeah. Like there is like a consistent improvement on how like on each stand the characters how they differentiate themselves from each other and like just the pacing of everything. One of the biggest like issues I have with JoJo in general, it's slow. JoJo's very slow. There are there are large portions of JoJo that kind of leave me a little bored. Like I'm just like, all right, let's move on. I want to get to Egypt. I want to see the next stand. I want to. It's just people know, hanging out. Yeah, show me Diovolo. You know, yeah. Diablo shit like that. But like, part six has con had like just continuously both introduces new elements that add to the mystery of the story. Wow, giving us like the personality of each character that JoJo's so good at. Like, I as much as much as the story keeps on going and you're getting new like, new, like you're getting new information to you know leading to like what's going on. You still love these characters and you still feel like these are real people in the same way Part Four did. Like I, they feel lived in, mm -hmm. and I, I appreciate that a lot. And you wouldn't really expect that from like at least the setting of this. I, you know? I it's it's hard for me to I I, I do agree, but I think. More so right now, and it's probably because obviously five is finished, and, and we I'm just reading part six, six currently. I'm on yeah. chapter fifty-three. Yeah, same here. I've I've been rereading it again, and the problem I can see, and with, I'm gonna get to part seven soon. Yeah, no, we I all can, will. I can't fucking wait. We gotta I get through Florida first. I can't fucking <laughs> wait till we get to Steel Ball Run, Raul. No, I can't I fucking wait. Trust me. <laughs> like, trust me. I know. Okay. Um, oh, with, he, but I love being excited about. But Georgia. here's like the thing: I kind of have a bit of a problem with at least with this adaptation. Of six. That is all valid. I do agree. But more so, and I know it's hard for me to compare because five is finished and we're still going through six right now. I feel that way more so with like an ensemble like Passione more so than I do with the girls in the prison right now. Because, yeah, really, uh, to me at least, aside from Jolene, the most developed side character we've gotten so far in uh, it, it, with the main tr like protagonist ensemble is just been Hermes and that's it. Miss, yeah. yeah, like Foo Fighters just showed up but like Foo Fighters doesn't really have that much to you know I think it's a, deal I think, with, you know I like think, like there hasn't been that much that I've like grown with 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 Foo Fighters and I get it I can understand that being the case because we're just 12 episodes in. We'll get to be with them more and, you know, understand them more a little bit as we go on. And even with, like, somebody like Emporio, there's there's not that much of him that we've gotten so far in this core. That, well, I like, think we've gotten, like, enough of him to, like, really, like, like feel for his character and really, like, I guess, re not relate, but, like, make you understand why Jolene wants to help him, you no, know? No, I get that. It's just he's not as 
developed as like you know Abakio or uh, fucking Mista is at like at that point of where they were in the show because that's the thing like part six is fantastic so far but man they're really speeding along to the fucking end of this right now like when I was reading when I was reading Foo Fighters Foo Fighters took like half a fucking volume and then it's just a two parter. I think you know, it, it's really weird how fast they're taking this shit. And I, and I, I can understand it because, you know, I, I think they're just I, I think they've kind of like David Productions have kind of like worked the right pace. Like the like they've worked around like the, the best amount of um, of uh, a pacing for it. But like some of it feels a little too fast for me. And I think it's kind of sacrificing some of the character development in the same way. I think I hear you. And I think what makes me, I guess, okay with that approach is the fact that it feels like we're leading to something, you know? Oh, we it feels like are. that. It feels like we're actually leading to, like, something substantial for, you know, the universe of JoJo. Because, again, another, I guess, big part about JoJo that I don't really enjoy is the fact that, like, I understand the point of it being parts and everything. It's its own secluded story. Mm-hmm. But, like... Man, it'd be nice if, like, what happens in each part kind of leads into the next one in a bigger way than just, like, some 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 characters and a few bastard children here and there. Like, yeah, it, you know? I, I, like, I feel that. From what I know of part six and, you know, and Araki's continued, I guess, uh, uh, a professional ironing of the fabric that is JoJo, it seems like a lot of those issues get resolved as he continues as a writer. I'm not going to spoil anything, but like if Steel Ball Run never existed, this would have been the perfect part 6 would have been the perfect ending to this franchise. And Steel Ball Run does exist. No, it does. But and like yeah. we're, we're it, we not we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. You know, let's, let's it, like that's, with, with, that's, with Stone Ocean alone, it is the perfect encapsulation of like this new trilogy of JoJo, meaning like the stand era where there are so many threads that are being established and resolved at some points, you know, that have been built up since part three, even part one. You know, they were that, and that's why, like, you know, for me to go back into some of the positives with this adaptation, you know, fuck, dude, there's a reason why I love Jolene so much. And it's because there's a really sad, tragic aspect in her character that we haven't seen, honestly, in my opinion, since fucking since Ever. part one i think so no yeah. since part one yeah, really basically she is the closest to jonathan that i've seen in from a jojo protagonist in a while she has she and like she has the like the heart of a jo- jonathan in many ways like, yeah she's just like she she cares about the people around her and like yeah sure she has to adapt her environment and really you know like forefront be exactly like jotaro which is very interesting mm-hmm. she's more like jotaro than she thinks she is Especially at that age. But there's also the interesting legacy aspect where she doesn't want to be like Jotaro. She doesn't want to have a fucking stand. She just wants to be a teenager and, like, not be in prison, yeah. <laughs> you know? And not have these ties to fucking Poochie and Dio, ultimately. And, you know, not have to worry about the fact that she, you know, ha- can die at any moment from some random fuck that can control space and time matter. Yeah, they, because yeah, they, they Yeah, because they just hate her dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's It's really... It's it's something that I wish they could have done with Jorno in part five. Yeah, right. And 
going it back to it for journal, a second. It feels like Jolene and Jorno are almost like partnered characters. Jolene in a weird is way. the perfect encapsulation of what I wanted Jorno, Jorno to, be. to be, right? Yeah. Because you'd expect the sun, like I look, I we ha- I had this conversation with a friend of ours uh, the other day about it, and you know his points are completely valid as well. But like in the sense that like yeah, you know Jorno doesn't really care about Dio that much. It's not like he was in his life at all really. He just knocked up his mom and that that's it. You know, and he just looks like him now. The pr- but the thing is. Like I feel like you could have done so much more it with that. It feels wasted. You have the Damien of the fucking Joestar line, a uh, bloodline, being established in this, and you have only one character who directly knows his heritage from a personal point of view in Ponareth, and not once in that in any of those interactions does he even bring up the fact that that is Dio's son. I don't even think he knows Jorno is Dio's son. That relationship would have changed like nothing. And you would think if with, like, he knew that you would think all with the, the amount baggage of times, and shit that man has brought into his life. And you would think with the amount of times that like they showed Jorno uh, doing that Dio pose shirtless, like yeah. looking at his hand like that, you would you would think that'd be like a point in the show. No, it's just only a, really it's, mentioned in the beginning. It's just a cool visual homage. Yeah, yeah, no, and they deal with it in the beginning with Koichi and Jotaro. Yeah, and like it, I, I, I personally don't think that like him, like Jotaro or Ponoref, like ever spoke to each other in the years, you know, following part three. Which is a weird plot hole. Which is a weird plot hole thing, but it's just, it, it's the only thing I could think of when you have Turtle Ponoref being the consigliere of Passione and him not realizing that the son of this man that he is now working for is the same person who fucking killed his sister and destroyed his entire life, essentially. You know? Because Dio is essentially the reason why he's been fucked over and destroyed. <laughs> had had he not given the arrow to Diavolo, he would have been fucked over completely. But now we get this shit with Jolene, and that's what I love about it. You have these ties. You have a character like Pucci. You have a character like fucking John Collier, who are protégés of Dio, who know Dio in some ways more personal than you you'll you'll see, you know, and and uh, through some other characters. And it's so weird the way like Araki, like that's coming like, back to haunt her. Back. Yeah. Leads everything back like to previous parts. It's 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 I don't know, like every criticism every criticism you could have with Iraqi completely stands. Uh huh. But like we made like five stand yeah it's references. Um, I, I can make more stand reference. I can make more stand jokes with part seven, but it's very insensitive. I can. Ba- so- I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. No, I know. Um, I can't stand it. <laughs> but regardless, like. The like, especially like me, just consuming this much JoJo in such a short time period. <laughs> you know, it's really awesome seeing how much of a, he evolves as a writer, and like from the bits and parts and pieces I've heard from Steel Ball Run and Jojolian Part Seven and Eight. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I can't imagine what the fuck like like Araki had like has in store for like. These future generation Joestar, I don't know. It's or fucking JoJo Lands now. What yeah, whatever the fuck, the fuck that's, gonna, that's gonna, be. gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I am loving six so far. It is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. You know, there are some problems there, but I'm sure. Also, I love the Magnolia references. We'll figure it out. Huh? <laughs> the Magnolia references. Oh yeah. I um, mean, shit. Tom Cruise. They don't call him Tom Cruise though. The Tom Cruise thing. The raining frogs. The. Uh, that. Uh, oh my god. Weather report thing. is so fucking cool. There's another thing. Yeah. Weather report is my favorite character. My he's, he has the best stand. So far, he has one of the best stands in all of JoJo. And it is uniquely Floridian. And th- <laughs> that. And he's just so kooky. Yeah. Like he's so serious and so like determined, but like 
Sometimes, sometimes he, sometimes when he's speaking, he stands on his tiptoes. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, and he's always whispering too. He's always like that's like, that's adorable. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, now I I love the fact that like Weather Report's such a cool stand because, and I'm stealing this bit from Castle Super Beast, but I don't give a shit. Like you have you take a character like Storm who is just like, oh, let me rise up to the skies and I'll manipulate lightning and rain and clouds, and you get Weather Report, which is like, yo, what? What was some weird weather event that actually happened in life? Got you. All right, I'm gonna make frogs fly out of the air because that was that that poison happened. dart frogs. Poison dart frogs. That shit happened, and it happened in Florida. <laughs> and in Florida only. And in Florida only. <laughs> which, which I love. <laughs> I fucking love the spite behind the narrator's voice when he's saying that shit. Oh my god. I I want to like. And also how like. I wish how, were... how like offensive Iraqi draws Floridians. <laughs> the show the meme was like oh yeah floridian uh, guards italian italian guards. guards but then the the response meme was floridian prisoners italian prisoners and like the floridian prisoners is like obviously enemies jolene yeah. and italian <laughs> is the, the fucking capo from <laughs> from, uh, from early five. on in part five yeah uh, yeah no it's it's great i'm i love it yeah it's great it's there's a tragic factor that we'll definitely talk about more as the show goes on but yeah. like it is just it is exactly what i've been waiting for from any of the adaptations since part one, and I love that. Yeah. It's it's so good. Yeah, it's so great. good. And love also, it. like Jolene's so hot. Jolene's so hot. Obviously, Ermis. Oh my god, Ermis. Ermis is fantastic. I fucking love it. Ermis is fantastic. She, I, probably out of like the girls, she's probably my favorite. Yeah. No, uh, I don't know. But Foo Fighters are really pretty. Oh, f- fucking. That, that's pretty brutal. Kiss, dude. Yeah, that's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, oh, god. about as brutal as the guy who just wants to kill himself. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, no, and my. I'll fa- give you my panties. <laughs> yeah, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Ah, so cute. My, I love her. No, my, my <laughs> favorite is um. Am I hallucinating? Fourteen ninety two. Christopher Columbus. Bugs the bunny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Bohemian Rhapsody is gonna be a trip. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do for Bohemian Rhapsody oh when they God. get to I, that. I, I, when they get to Heaven Plan. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> if it's anything, if it's as close, if not better than that fan animation we've been just chewing on as fans for the last four years. Wasn't that from the video game? No, it's a fan animation, God. the Made in Heaven one. God. Yeah. No, dude. Ooh. Made in Heaven. Heaven. Oh, I love man. it. You know, I and like the the best part about it is like I I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like I I well, I know. Like I know. Yeah. But like I. Don't like no, you know. Because you haven't gotten to that part in the manga. Yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like no, just like wild. everything, like oh fuck, it's great. It's I love great. it. I can't wait. Also, just fucking Imperial just lives in between spaces in the past. He just lives in the. He just has two random guys yeah. hanging out. <laughs> like, yeah, they sleep in the piano. Fucking pink haired dude looking like Diavolo. Who the fuck is that? Like, That's not. Uh, his his name is um, Nasia. Literally looks like Diavolo. In the manga, she was a he, uh, he was a chick at oh. first. Oh! Yeah, that's the one. Oh! That's the one that gets turned into a guy halfway through because Araki oh, yeah. was just like, <laughs> yeah, no, because Araki, I think there was Araki's an, interview... an ally, huh? Because <laughs> Araki's an ally. Yeah, no, I. It's interesting. I don't think he's ever actually talked about it, but like the implication is that he wanted more, some more male characters because it was obviously a lot of women in it, and you know, trying. He didn't want to like balance the two, but he felt like there was only like. You know, like, a, uh, not too, like, there like wasn't, villains. like, a lot of, like... There's only, like, villain, like, male... Yeah, there were only, like, villain male counterparts. Like, there wasn't that many, like, uh, male uh, supporting, like, protagonists and stuff like that. And I, I think that was the reasoning. They that, But I don't think he's ever been interviewed about it. It There's interesting shit about that. And it's, like, I, I look back at that as, like, I wonder why 
like I, I wish he I wish he didn't change it. There's I wish a he lot didn't of gender swap. There's a lot of weird things about Araki and what he intended bizarre, to do with Jojo. Yeah, no, genuinely, like <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of like bizarre shit that Araki tried to like what was doing with Jojo. One of the weirdest ones to this day, I guess, is more spoiler for part four. The whole future Jotaro thing, the whole future Josuke thing, never brought up, never brought never up, brought never up mentioned again. again. Things like that, where it's just like it just happens and just. That gives me anxiety. <laughs> I'll do. A, I I do like, like the, the implications idea. of that. Like, what does oh, yeah. that mean? Because like, fucking bites the dust is supposed to be a time travel thing, and it's like, was that a thing that he wanted to did do? You, did he did he just say fuck it and just 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 kill Kira off immediately? <laughs> I I gotta go to lunch. <laughs> like, is this is this is this something that's gonna lead into like part nine or ten? Like, is this gonna like come back no in some capacity? Like, what jo- the fuck? Like, I but I I do kind of like the idea that like Josuke. Just saw a dude with a pompadour hair and 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 you know um, punk schoolboy clothes and was just like you know that saved his life as a child as a sick child and was like I'm gonna be like that because that's my definition of a hero. It's weird because I like, like that idea too. I, I yeah sure, but like the thing with like Araki reminds me a lot of Togashi in the way in sometimes where like they kind of introduce plot points and kind of just throw it away later. Yeah, <laughs> and like it, I'm more forgiving with Togashi because like. Usually he tends to fill that fill up that open space with something else that he completely divulges in and just expands in a big way. But like, I feel like Araki sometimes just throws away things and just like all right, fuck it, whatever, let's just move on. You know. Speaking of Togashi, did you ever, did you finally catch up on Hunter Hunter? I need like ten chapters, man. It's just the thing with Hunter but did Hunter. You, did, but you didn't get to the big big fucking thing that happened. Maybe. Talk about it later. Talk the about big it character later. moment. Fuck. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. No, okay, no, you haven't got it. Okay. Right. No, you would know who I'm talking about. Okay. You know who I'm right, talking right. about. Okay. That's funny. It's just the thing with it's just the thing with Hunter Hunter. I love Hunter Hunter. It's to this day, I think I think I could say this it's proudly. I think it's my favorite shonen. It's, it's great. The, it's one of the best shonen. It's the best. Ever. It's, it's the best. I love it. But it's like definitely like one of the best adaptations. Oh my god. Ever. It, it's just but like towards the end it's just so wordy. It's it's your it's basically a light novel. Well, at yeah, a point, it's just, you know. What 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 else can you do? You know, yeah, you this really fucking a, literally a like has an ending. Yeah, a fucking entire Machiavellian succession arc in between the founding of a new continent. Like it's it's no, it's it's a lot of shit. Kendall Roy, what? Oh fuck! <laughs> and just oh my god. Yeah, I want to talk about that 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 uh Gon Gon's mother theory. That's the coolest fucking Hunter Hunter theory out I there. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Let me mention real quick. Uh, theory being, um, there is a character in Hunter Hunter who is basically kind of like the Chris Col- Christopher Columbus or like the just Ponce de Leon type character where they their name is don mm-hmm. don freaks and they went to the dark continent and they wrote two books or the east and west versions of uh the dark continent like yeah. border um only i think that the east version was found it was somebody found it i think Gon. i mean don no sorry fuck jing. jing jing was the one that like was able to find it and that's how they got a bunch of information about the dark continent they don't know where the other book is there's three reasons why Either the book was never written, you know, it never got finished, whatever. The book is finished and it's lost somewhere. Or Don Freaks is still writing it in the Dark Continent 300 years later. Why is that? Well, there's this thing called Nitro Rice that extends life for anyone who eats it. And we know this because of the two living characters that have been in the Dark Continent in the time period of Hunter x Hunter where we see it. Uh, Isaac Netero and this other girl, like that was his friends. Like she, yes. she showed up like really briefly in the success- succession arc. 
um yeah they live to be like 110 120 120 years old and that's not normal in hunter hunter people live to be like 60 70 normal age yeah and so the thing is so the reason so the theory goes i'm fucking divulging but like basically don freaks is a woman who jing met fell in love with married had a baby named gon she took up his name don freaks and she is still out there in the dark continent looking just like finishing her book imagine she's just like a super humonganoid chimera demon thing she could be that's what i'm hoping for the, the, that's the thing with the the everything dark... about dark continent makes me think oh we're just gonna turn this into a horror show it's, it's crazy <laughs> because like the thing with the dark continent it's like there's like an implication of a godlike entity that is angry at humans for even trying to cross over to the other side and every single it's, time... It's fucking Lovecraftian dude, shit that he ev- sets up. Literally. And that's what I wish, like, no, it literally. kept going every, <laughs> so I could see the, it. One of, one of my favorite panels of Honor Hunter Hunter is when the young Netero, um, the the lady uh, yeah. that I mentioned, and a character named Zig Zoldik yes. are in the Dark Continent, and the three of them are horrified, scared, and Zig is the only one smiling because they're just witnessing the gigantic monsters and fierce beasts in the dark fear of the unknown literally yeah. and like literally like netro the most powerful person the most powerful nen users that we know of in hunter hunter went to the dark continent to find a challenge and he came back saying there's nothing to gain there but survival fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh and the whole dark entity thing every single time in hunter hunter when they've tried to go to the dark continent because there's been different uh there's been different been voyages the there yeah, yeah there's been like two official ones and one unofficial one Every single time they brought back a calamity, mm-hmm. a being that has the potential to wipe out the entire human race. They brought back three of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the implicate. Remember Aluka? Uh, yeah. Um, uh, fucking uh, Kilua's uh, little sister. Yeah. The implication being she's one of them. Yeah, yeah. What like the collab? One of the calamities that was brought back because of the Zig Zoldic and Netero thing. Uh huh. Was that Zig Zoldig's bloodline was to be cursed with a calamity from the Dark Continent, and that's why Aluko is here. She's the most powerful thing in the entire fucking Hunter Hunter universe. Yeah, it just makes that boy way more depressed. Boy girl, about the shit. Boy no, girl. I'm talking about Kilua. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, about the shit that he already has to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Also, another uh, another theory. Wouldn't it be crazy if like when everything comes back, Dark Continent arc is finishing, finishing air quotes like, or they're going back. That, that they come back, back, and the Hunter Hunter world is fucking destroyed. Fuck, fucked. Gyro came back, destroyed everything. I, I and see, Gon is just like Gon and Kilu are just like, where have you guys been? I see where? this shit. I <laughs> like, see this shit turning into Devil Man. Like oh I see God. it being like the world ends and nobody fucking makes it. It's like and Gon never shows up again. You just don't know what happens to Gon. Hunter, Hunter, <laughs> it, it, that. I, well, I, maybe not because <laughs> even with something like Chimera at War, they still were able to make it through like some sort of positive resolution. Even though it came at the cost of like some grave ass shit, it's yeah. like it, I don't know. It's interesting. The the thing with Hunter Hunter is man. The, the reason why I love it so much is because you it's just you don't expect it to go where it goes, and when you realize the actual scale of what Togashi really of what Togashi knows this universe is universe is, it's literally like it, it's there's there's nothing better. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm just happy the man's. I just hope the man's okay. Yeah, that's all yeah. I can hope for. Yeah. you know, if the fucking thing continues, perfect. I I don't care. Just do fucking way. light novels at okay. this point. I don't even I don't even care about. I, well, I would love to obviously see the fucking art because whatever is in whatever the fuck is in Dark Continent must look insane, and whatever the fuck um Beyond is looking for. Another thing, you know what it is? We we don't even know what Beyond does. Yeah, I know. We don't know what the fuck he does. That we were about to. <laughs> there is the one picture. <laughs> there is one promotional picture of Beyond looking menacing as fuck with a golden hand. I know what you're talking about. Uh. And he's implied to be stronger than Netero I by know. his name. Yeah. Beyond Netero. <laughs> Raul. <laughs> <laughs> That's some JoJo shit, though. That literally, is so funny. Literally. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love manga. I love I love the Japanese. <laughs> Those great. Japs, man. They're, they're fucking great. They're fucking they really great, are, man. man. Oh, dude. JoJo's great. No, yeah, JoJo's great. We will Hunter continue. Great. We will continue talking about JoJo when it comes back in January. Yeah, probably in like three months. Yeah. yeah. By, by the, we'd probably already have read. Probably. Oh yeah, no. We're probably sure. already by in parts. You and me will pro- will probably be already by in part seven by the time. Which is fine comes out. because yeah. I mean I already know it's I've read it already. It's just like I like rereading it. You part know? six. Yeah, yeah. I just it just came at a busy time for me. Like I couldn't really finish it at time in time. Yeah. You know before the um, anime started. Fucking great, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Hopefully, Hunter Hunter comes back. Yeah, no, I, you know what? Now I, I, I see why WB is sticking to you know being the people where it's like, oh yeah, this is our anime, because, whoo, <laughs> man, I can't. If we, man, if I can't we, fucking, uh, I can't, I can't imagine, I can't imagine how hor- how terrified the people at Day Production must be thinking about uh doing steel bar run not even that man like do you think do you think they're just like shaking at the thought of just like animating all that i don't even think they've gotten to that point yet i mean look cg bad cg horses i'll fucking live with it i'm fine with that yeah we already we already have cg showing up with some of the stands here yeah there's a lot of cg right yeah Yeah. it's it's not bad it's It's like it reminds me of like what uh fucking um what uh mappa does with aot Yeah. yeah yeah but man no honestly i think they're more worried about what the fuck they're gonna do with bohemian rhapsody when they get to that, uh, there is a. That's the thing with a rocky. I bro. don't. I don't want to say it. Okay, I don't want to say what it is. But there's speaking of like promo art. There's one God. specific promo art. I know. Sorry. We continue. We're, yeah, we're yeah. almost done. Uh, there's it's my one specific. Yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, there's one specific promo art for part six, that I think you know what it is because I try to repost it and I have that shit on my wall almost every time because I love it so much. It's my desktop, <laughs> to be honest. That. The only thing I'll give is that it came out in 99, but it is the most obvious 99 reference they, they can make with that promo art, and I hope they do it. I hope they do something related to that when we get to, you know, what the fuck what is actually, about, yeah. you know, going on in Bohemian Rhapsody. That's it. That's all I'll say. Oh, God. I love that. I, so I love. Exciting. I love that we're now Joe. Like we can officially say this podcast is certified bizarre. Like, oh yeah, no, for sure, certified Joe, bro. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Fuck yeah, I love it. Love it. Love JoJo. Love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. You know what's the best? Okay, sorry. Last thing. Last. Last. Last thing. I'm so happy it's Never mainstream. Is. And like the fan base is not cringy. Like it's become Ooh. mainstream. No, no, no. no, 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 no it's no, become no. mainstream, but it's, it's, it hasn't become Rick and Morty. That's what I'm saying. Oh, hold the brakes there. Nah, buddy, are you kidding me. Buddy, buddy, buddy. Jeez, JoJo fans nah. are shit. I hate JoJo fans, and I'm, I am one of I'm them. I'm okay with And them. I am one of them. They're they, not as bad as, like, Red, no, they're bad. Like, no, dude, they're Red, bad. Uh, Rick and Morty and no, MCU they're, fan, no, man, fans, they're too. bad. Like, a lot of people consider the JoJo fan base kind of, like, almost like the Star Wars fan base of the anime community mm. in many ways. Like, kind of, also AOT as well. 
where like nobody yeah, can that agree. Makes a lot of sense nobody for him. can agree with on, on JoJo. That's the thing with JoJo. Like, and that's the thing I've noticed even before. Like, I guess getting through all of this, nobody really has like a definitive what's their what's the best part of JoJo. Some I guess most people would consider probably part seven mm-hmm. to be the big one. But like, fucking out of well, all for of our a normie, friends, I feel it would be part three. Yeah, that's the most, probably. That's the most popular part everybody gets I think into. Our, I'd say yeah. part five probably. Because, like, bro, the amount of, of our friends and, like, okay, people I Okay, I, I, I thought the like, same way, too, but, like, I'm saying as somebody who has not seen JoJo at all, doesn't know anything a thing, a thing about it, wants to get in from the beginning, which is where you could bring in the whole part skipping, you know, uh, discussion, which doesn't make don't any sense. Don't part skip, yeah. Don't part skip. It doesn't make sense, especially for something like six. Um, especially, yeah. Especially. Like, like, three is the one where everyone sees, oh, that's JoJo? Yeah. You know, that's what I see it. I guess. You know? yeah. Even though five definitely felt like, oh, this is it's JoJo? Pro- I, yeah. I think it's because, like, Jotaro is the most iconic JoJo. Yeah. That's, that's what, what like, it is. That's what people, like, when you imagine JoJo, that's the first person you imagine. Yeah, you because know? He's, the ma- he's the most popular one. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're in the, you know, like, otaku titty figures, and then it's obviously Jolene. I love Jolene. God bless her. Jol- Jolene's fantastic. She's Jolene! <laughs> Julie, <laughs> the fucking rat. The rat is oh, so the rat suit. Yeah. Oh, it's so oh, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, that one. Oh man, that's great. Love it. Foo fighters, that's my name. Marilyn Manson fucking rules, Marilyn dude. That is Manson. that really is like the hardest stand it's so fucked. far. Yeah, it's fucked. Literally, dude, just... White Snake. I love White Snake. Oh no, White Snake has the coolest great. fucking design, man. No, I mean, look, no, I think it's Marilyn Manson. I just like the fucking crane being able to just rip your fucking guts out. That's fucked. Oh, it's so good. I love him. I suppose Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I that yeah, yeah. That's more enthusiastic. Yeah. Because yeah. I do mean that. Yeah, I recommended Spider Man Blue. Yeah. The, the American Nerds <laughs> Book Club, pick of the week. Written by Jeff Lowe, Bart by Tim Sale, came out in like two thousand two, thousand three. Two thousand two. Basically a retelling of spy- how Peter Parker fell in love with Gwen Stacy. And it's a, basically a remake of classic Ditko, uh, Stanley Ditko, and Ramita Sr. issues. And if um, you didn't know, this uh, this was also part of uh, Jeff Lowe's color series. Where, with Tim Sale, too. Yeah, with Tim Sale, uh, where the two of them explore um, kind of the loss of a loved one through these characters. And 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 it's kind of depicted through different colors. This being Spider Man Blue, we've also had what Hulk, uh, Hulk Gray, Hulk Gray, uh, um, Captain America White. Yeah, that was uh, the last one, and then Daredevil Yellow. Yeah, and you know they all have to do with these characters handling a very real human loss mm-hmm. and how it affects them and their outlook on life. And for okay, have I, you, I guess question: Have you read the other color series? I've read bits and part of Daredevil Yellow. Okay. I think I think I read that like middle school. The biggest thing and you could obviously that you know from the premise I've given like you could kind of tell it's driven by nostalgia but not in a um what's the word I'm looking for here? Not in a callous way. Not, not in a, not in a mean, sense. Not in an exploitative sense, you know, where this is really is this really is a story about how Peter Parker fell in love and how he lost that love. And just, you know, recounting, oh, how good and how simple those days were. I guess, like, the way I, I okay, starting, like, the way I want to start this is, like, I don't think there is a more dynamic and unique artist like Tim Sale. Oh, so good. Tim Sale is. Even today, dude. Even today, bro. It's just, like, he's one of those artists that have such a 
specific style and vision that through any any panel you can you can pull out of the long halloween spider-man blue or you know hulk gray Mm -hmm. you know immediately it's his art yeah and like it perfectly like embodies kind of what these characters are going through and these emotions even though it's very cartoony and very outlandish like it's perfect for something like spider-man yeah and it fits it it fits like the characters and like where they stand like emotionally Mm -hmm. too like and, and, and you know for example the perfect example being the villains Every single time Tim Sale uh, draws Green Goblin, the Joker, or just any, any one of his villains, he, he, he draws them like borderline caricature to really like kind of give off just like the presence they they that's originally but intended. It, but it you know? excels like perfectly while also trying to be this halfway homage to Ditko and Ramita. Yeah, 100%. You know, like it feels like it's in, living in that world. It still feels like it's visually that same world, but it's 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 Tim Sale's you know, beautiful spin on it that just makes everything more dynamic and more like, I, I guess it's so ingrained to the bloodline of Marvel mm-hmm. that like Tim Sale is like a gold standard when it comes to specifically Marvel art. As much as I love the Long Halloween, I feel like Tim Sale's art like perfectly captures like what like like Steve Ditko and like Stan Lee were trying to do back then. You I know? I think it's the best when it's in this book because yeah. like like yeah, nobody can draw better green goblin than tim sale i'd 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 make the same case for something like spider-man too because he is able to make spider-man in concept is a weird character to draw he's supposed to be lanky and ob- abnormal like he's supposed to be andrew garfield <laughs> yeah in a but way like andrew garfield, yeah. yeah no but like he, he's supposed to feel weird like that's always been the approach dicko has brought into it ever you know ever since the character was created and Tim Sale is able to make that in a way where it doesn't feel too outlandish, but just enough where it's like this is this is the good mix of like '60s cartoony Ditko while also being you know like this is definitely a a, a unique take on Spider-Man that is not um, that doesn't feel outlandish. Yeah, and like it also like kind of caters to like you know Peter kind of being very awkward and weird, like you were mentioning, like. Yeah. Even when Peter puts on the mask and he basically becomes a completely separate person with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. there's still like you still get the sense from Tim Sale's art that like he's still kind of awkward when he moves and he's kind of just like lanky and just like very clumsy because that's kind of what how Peter is. Yeah, yeah, he has these powers and his spider senses and you know obviously like physically basically perfect, but like he's just such a fucking buffoon that like. <laughs> I feel like Tim Sale's art captures, like, Spider-Man's recklessness, especially when it comes to both his actions as a superhero and, like, his approach with, like, people in his life. You it's get like me? It's like the virgin Archie Andrews and the Chad Peter Parker. No, like... When it comes to, like, awkward-looking teens. Yeah, yeah know, that dude. Are like, to, that are made to look awkward. Like, like it, it, oh, man, it, I, I guess, like... And one of the things I love about Tim Sale's art, we're just talking about the art. We're not even talking about the story at this no, point. No, I mean, like, which is what, still pretty good. Yeah, no, we'll amazing, yeah. But, like, one of the things I love about Tim Sale's art that, like, it always, it's always able to know the tone of the panel and the scene. Like, whenever we get the panels of Peter and Aunt May, and it's very tender, it's warm. Like, mm. it feels like... Also whenever, quiet. Which very, is a, which is a nice thing. Which is you know obviously credits to Jeff Loeb's script. You know it makes sense for for that sort of dynamic and it fits perfectly with what they're setting up. And like I know it's not like it's not technically related considering when it came out, but like 
I got those like original Raimi trilogy like vibes whenever you get to, like the familiar like I guess uh, personal aspects of Peter Parker because yeah. like one of the biggest parts about Peter Parker is just his relationship with the people around him, his friends, you know, his enemies kind of turned friends with mm-hmm. Flash, his very complicated love life between women who just give him outlandishly different perspectives on life. That man is living in any hall scenario with like two of the hottest fucking women in his life. And it's so funny. Yeah, man. And (laughs) no, and and, like, I I think like it, it does the best interpretation of how Spider-Man would be dealing with his first love and his first crush like you get yeah, me no like, i i think the best visual representation of that is building up to the introduction of mary jane in issue two. Oh my where god where you have it's essentially a literal showstopper like no yeah that for was real. great but like the page before you see her like in in um full body like there's that panel that i really like it where it's just three panel it's the page I, uh before that i really love where it's three pick uh panels and the top the upper top and the lower the top and the bottom are just um the top of Mary Jane's head and then her lips and in the middle. No, I mean, and then the, her chin, I think the rest of it's supposed to be her eyes and body. But then in the middle, that's just a shot of Peter just reacting. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> and, and the, the it's beautiful uh, and it just the, escalates to the, like, Oh, this is, this is the other complication in Peter's life. And the amazing a narration, fucking hot chick that he, like, the amazing narration hang with him. where he's like, scratch that Gwen. You would never understand. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's so good and Uh, like i and like jeff loeb just knows how to characterize spider-man how to characterize like how to characterize like remotion like emotional anxiety remotional romantic anxiety no yes and and also (laughs) he gets it (laughs) stop projecting me (laughs) no but like but like genuinely like no yeah for real it's really hard to like it's really hard to find writers that know how to write spider-man and peter well you know and also like make an interesting dynamic between spider like between peter and mj that i wish could be seen more in in other media i fucking love the idea of mary jane just being the sexy distraction while you know, like uh, while Peter's able to like sneak into spaces and try to get shit done, and, and somehow pictures. only and, the and partner so, in crime. I love that shit. I wish they did that no, more in other movies. No, hundred percent. And like the, I also like kind of like the idea and implication that she kind of knows, like she yeah, kind of knows what she's Peter's just doing. Around. Something and, and like <laughs> and like that's the thing I love about Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane. To to me, like two of like the best love interests for a superhero in you know. In, in this industry, in this, you know, yeah. in, in this genre, is they give such different flavors and perspective to Peter that fit both ways. Mm-hmm. Like it really is like it, it's not one of those things where like you think Peter is a bad person because he's kind of caught between these two. It's one of those things where like you understand it and like you almost empathize with him. Well, it's also just h- very like subtly hilarious. Oh, so funny! Just hilarious. The scene, just the scene where subtly. both of them are there. Yeah, no, j- just the scene where both of them. Not even subtle. Feed, like feeding the, them soup and feeding him soup and reading him a bedtime story. While Harry and Flash are outside, being like this fucking guy. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. And like, fucking at least and like not, just you know not only. <laughs> so funny to me though. Not only it's just so funny because they're both trying to get his attention, and these two guys are literally like, 
<laughs> it, it there's like I want to fucking die. Like this sucks. <laughs> why is that me? No, like, like, why isn't that me? Like I, I love that. And it's not, so and funny. Not me. not even just like the love interest of you know, you know Peter kind of being in a tug of war with these two. Like how Peter's relationship with Harry and Flash evolve over time. Like kind of Flash that I that I always I always appreciate, but they never really talk about that much in other media. You know, where it's like, yeah, Flash Flash is inspired by Spider-Man because he sees a hero in him that he doesn't see for himself. Man, motherfucker. I love that. Motherfucker. I I know, I know Amazing Spider-Man isn't the greatest. They're they're not amazing films. They tried something with Flash. There was the <laughs> light implication. No, genuinely, <laughs> yeah. there was the light implications that like maybe Flash is like not that bad of a person. Because, you know, obviously in the beginning he's fucking stuffing Andrew Garfield's face and like Hell, food or they whatever. Even, they even tried to do that a little bit with this homecoming version of Flash, but they put it off for comic relief. Yeah, They yeah. barely touch on it. Yeah, no, like, the thing I was going to say about Amazing Spider-Man, um, fucking, like, they're, after um, everybody finds out Uncle Ben got shot, yeah. there's a scene where, like, Peter kind of freaks out on Flash and pins oh, him. Oh, that's right. And, like, pins him to, like, uh, the, the wall, and then and then Flash is like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm Like, he was just, like, genuinely trying to level with Peter. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know. I think like there's so much potential for those movies to have been so good. I I I feel like Andrew Garfield whenever I think about those films because like goddamn like they really could have done so much to differentiate themselves from Raimi and like things that came before it. Mm-hmm. And like man, they missed the ball so much. And like looking back at things like what Jeff Loeb did with Spider Man, this is like one of the best ways to do Peter's relationships and how it really does affect his life and like the it kind of boils down like that whole thing that uncle ben was saying with great power comes great responsibility mm-hmm. why do why why do i have to have this responsibility it tackles that question a lot and like i i love when a writer can home down and see spider-man for more than just the cool quippiness of him yeah it it i mean because at the end of the day he's always been a tragic character you know because he's not an mcu lapdog yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he's always been burdened with with promise and potential that, like, in a way is just overwhelming for him. No, in lots of ways is overwhelming for him. And it comes at a cost that, you know, the relationships he's had and the person that he could even be, you know, that, like, that he thinks he wants to be or hopes to be. It's interesting. I, I, I it, at the same time, dude, I fucking miss Jeff Loeb's writing. It's so sad that he, like... I don't know what the fuck happened. It's so know, personal. Over the years. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, remember the dude lost his son to cancer. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if he wrote this around the same time, but like these, these stories feel like a per, like they're coming from a person who lives in that nostalgia and wishes for that things could have been different, you know. And it feels per, it feels personal, but it also feels very empathetic, especially towards the end when you, you kind of just like, like it's wrapping it up and you kind of see the state Peter's in. Oh yeah. After everything he's lived through and, I, and like you know arguably his fault no it's not arguably it is his fault yeah. the way things go down i'm i'm glad they never i'm glad this book never took the choice of showing gwen's death only showing the inception of how they fell in love with each other you know i i've i've always respected that with this book because yes that you, you know the tragedy already that's the thing you know the tragedy it's, it's, you just it's the most well-known comic book death in history yeah it's why not just make a story where you focus on what the good times were, you know, and how that love came to be, 
you know, before, like, what was it? Um, like he says it multiple times throughout the book, Peter. Uh, like, but before the bad, there's always some good, and then you know, after the good, there's always some bad. Like that's that cycle that he lives in his life, and you know, it's this is the book that finally, you know, as crazy as it is, it finally tries to focus down on like here's some of the good. Like here's what some of the good was before the bad came in. The blueprint without showing the bad. Exactly. The blueprint is out there. Yeah, Marvel people, just needs to, MCU needs to just stick with it. People just need to do it. <laughs> like, because this is how you write Spider Man. Yeah, I, God, I miss Jeff Lopez, like, writer, dude. No, hundred percent, dude. It just sucks that he fell off the wagon so far. What was his yeah. last thing that he wrote? That Ultimatum. was like, oh. and Ultimates three. Oh shit! Yeah, Literally, what killed the fucking Ultimates the franchise to the ground. Yeah. yeah, or I think actually a little after that, I think it was Captain America White, which I heard. Well, I mean, I never finished it, but I, I always thought it was okay. Nice. That was a good book. No, I'm, it was I'm, great. I'm really, I'm glad I revisited this. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you got now me. I'm, to re- now I'm less excited for No Way Home. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, because it, in it, it crazy. We will never. I don't think we'll ever have. We'll never get this type of storytelling in a mo- Spider-Man movie ever. 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 At least with this iteration of Spider-Man, the, the, I think. The last thing to even come close to that was Raimi. And we're never going to get something Hell, like Hell, probably. Raimi. I have hope for Spider-Verse, but I just don't think yeah. you know we'll ever get that. At least for Peter Parker, I don't think we'll you know, be a long time, I feel. It's sad. Is, yeah. Jay, is Jake Johnson coming back? I don't know. I don't know. I assume they probably... Probably. I'm okay with just having another famous actor play Peter Parker, too, in one of these movies, like they did with Chris Pine and, <laughs> and also in Spider-Verse. That's fun. Yeah. Especially Chris Pine. That's so cool. Yeah. What are you recommending next episode? Oh, buddy. I've been like kind of uh, at a tug of war at in terms of uh, what I've been uh, wanting to recommend. Um, what I about, ca- how about Tick, Tick, Boom? <laughs> that, is also, that is something I need to uh, finish before that we do our end of the year list. Yeah, no. There's, no there, there's, a, there's a bunch of movies that, uh, that, that we do have to uh, watch uh, before the, the <laughs> year. Uh, 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 that felt like a mean no. What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. It's just like you know, there, there, there's very specific things that I would like to talk about, but I'm trying to, you know, now that the the year's wrapping up, I'm trying to uh, uh, be, I guess, more uh, specific. Yeah. No, it it sucks because I'm looping in all the catch up films that I haven't seen yet in in, in 2021, and some of the ones that are coming out this month, alongside trying to finish my rewatch of Irreversible and Eyes Wide Shut and finish Pig. Which I watched. I started watching like a week ago. Are, are I just you haven't it? been able to finish it. Are you liking it? Pig. Pig. I think so. Okay, that's, that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> that's the thing. It's it's not the movie I expected this to be. <laughs> that's always nice to hear. I guess you know. I guess considering. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm, I'm looking at specifically where. I, it it uh, feels like you're settling. Do. I'm looking at your face. I'm and trying you're like, to. No, I, like I'm not <laughs> settling. It, it's between two things. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it because you know this is like a movie that I have been wanting to 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 to, to watch, and I know it's one of the best documentaries of the year. Mm. So, we, for next episode, are going to be watching Val. Hey. The documentary yeah. about Val Kilmer. Yeah. It's a movie, it's a documentary that I've been wanting to watch for a while. It's about a actor I love a lot that has done a lot in the industry. That a lot I of crazy shit in his life, too. A lot of crazy shit in his life, and this is just a person who is severely underrated. And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess as the year is closing, we, you know, trying to catch up on the on all the good stuff that came out this year. You know? Yeah. Pandemic's Never. been very interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, it's also been na- it's also been a nice beacon of catching up on content, which is yeah. nice. I don't even like saying content. I can't even films, catch up on shit. I, st- I still have games. to r- I have to write shit now. Like when you leave. Yeah. No, I I, 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 hate I, right I gotta get back to finishing finishing what I'm writing on. It's just <laughs> it's God. Yeah, you ever have those moments where it's like like fuck? I wish I didn't have other things to do so I could sit down and do the shit I want to do. That's been me for the last like three weeks. My like the last five years of my life. I have like <laughs> yeah, I have like absolutely no time to do anything right now. Yeah. I have so much anxiety right now. I gotta finish fucking. fucking You'll make it. You'll make it. I got deadlines tomorrow. I gotta work tomorrow. I don't fucking don't have time. (laughs) I'm not about to have like a breakdown in like the end of this podcast. Great. It's great. Hey, we did it in three hours too. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the two fifty five. Yeah. 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 No, no need to pad this one out for another five minutes. No. So vow next week. That's That's good. That's the pick of the week. Directed by Val Kilmer. Directed by Val Kilmer. No. No. It was. Okay. The thing with the thing with cool about Val is like uh, Val Kilmer throughout his life he like he would like to he liked making home home movies and you know kind of like almost like vlogging in a way. That's what they. That's what Brando did for. the audio tapes. He would yeah. collect audio tapes. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Listen um, to me, Marlon, which is a good documentary. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it, actually. That's really good. Um, yeah. uh, Vow is uh, directed by Leo Scott and Ting Poo, and it is out on Amazon Prime. Yeah. So Nice. Really excited to watch it. Where can we find you, buddy? Find me at Samurai Cruz on Twitter, TikTok. I got another one of my videos muted. Hey. Man, fucking. It's a badge of honor, isn't it? Fucking hate the CCP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram. And that's just about it for now. Um, new episode of Consumer Report finally came out. I think it's the Shang-Chi one, I think. That should be coming out. I think that's already out, actually, actually as of this recording. Go listen to that. They're, uh, Brady and, and Josh, they're fun. Um, that's about it. Yeah. What about you? Where can we find you in the show? <laughs> I'm trying to remember if there was something else I had to plug. That's why. I, I, I don't remember. You can find me at Vikram Kav on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can find the show at American Nerds on Instagram and on Twitter at We American Nerds, where we post updates and tweet memes. Sometimes, sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. Most of the time, they're, they're funny not. though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's um, a, that's our little thing. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's about it. Oh, uh, uh, come catch me on Twitter Spaces probably Saturday night. I'll I'll, I'll tweet out the exact date and shit. Let's see. Let's let's vent about Spider Man together if it sucks. <laughs> uh, I I'll join in and just give my my uh, my, my my angry little comments. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't wait for the toxicity to spew in that one. For like the one person. Yeah. All right, that's about it. Take care. Bye, y'all. <laughs>